play poker. You know, it's one o'clock, one thirty in the morning. We smoked our dope. We've ate. Now we're drinking beer. We're gonna play poker. Except we got a problem. Belomo snores so friggin' loud, we can't hear what we're saying or what we're betting. This motherfucker would just raise the roof, man, with his snoring. That seems like impossible that a guy across the room. We take beer cans, throw on him. Chicken bones, throw on him. Chicken fat, throw that on him. That's something he's good. Phone books, we hit him with phone books. He'd wake up for a couple of minutes and go right back down to it, man. He's like, son of a bitch. So this went on for, I don't know, a month or so. And it's just fucking ticking me, man. I, I knew I was in trouble because I was starting to really think about what I could do to this motherfucker. You know? So I came up with something. Uh, we went to the store. Next day, I went and bought the kielbasa sausage. You know, the loop, the foot, and the, <laughs> the foot long, foot and a half, whatever. Took it back to the hotel. Didn't say a word. He falls asleep. I get the other guys up. We go over and surround his bed. We drop our fucking pants. Break out the baby oil. That's pretty hard, I must say, to to to, to get a decent hard on when you're looking at another fucking wrestler, you know, five five, five inches away from you. Well, but we've got him surrounded, yeah. and we're all whacking off. Then I take the sausage. He, his mouth comes open, and I cram that motherfucker down his throat, brother, about a foot down his throat. He's gagging, choking. And I jerk it out and throw it on the floor. He finally wipes his eyes, and he's fucking blinded by the tears and there's fucking dicks everywhere you know and they're all wet and uh, he ran out of the room and uh, no matter how many times I told him that it wasn't real he just didn't believe dead man walking clean sir that's badass man well that's that's the start of it thank you guys for downloading the uh, new blood rising podcast here episode 54 i think yeah. i'm right episode 54 of the show we're looking at SummerSlam 2001 i'm william rankin joined of course in the flesh here by jason keesler lots of flesh very little flesh. <laughs> that's the charlie <laughs> that's charlie stabile inhaling <clears throat> and then special guest returning and a grand entrance. It's like it's like Cesaro is going to tear away his suit from across the ocean. It's great. <laughs> it is Martin Dixon from Wrestling in the Clinton Years. Martin, welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me once again. Oh yeah, of course, man. I mean, hey, it's uh, it this is this is technically a quartet, so it's good to have the fourth back in the mix here. Um, Martin, how are things been on Wrestling in the Clinton Years? Kind of bring us up to date on your end. Um. For the longest time, there was very little. Um, <laughs> let's put it this way. Huge personal issues in life, but I'm now in a good place. Right. And I'm restructuring. Um, as it stands, wrestling in the Clinton years is currently morphing to a new That Was The Wrestling That Was TV3. Oh, right on. Because it gives me 
he gives me more scope to just talk about whatever the hell I can find on the network or around instead of having to follow a strict uh, eight-year time frame. Right so I'm just in the middle of rebranding everything and starting again, you know, the whole new age, fresh start kind of mentality. I'm I'm pleased though. This is a is this your first podcast in a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, uh, yours, the final intro was the last one I'd done. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well. Wow. All right. So, um, so this is a WWF podcast. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're a whole other company now. You guys. <laughs> That's right. It's been a bit. How have you? How are you guys doing? What have you guys been watching? How was WrestleMania? Let's talk Mania for a minute, because damn. Yeah. What did um starting off, Jason? Review of Mania real quick in hundred words or less. Hundred words or less. Well, I was really sad I didn't get to watch it with you two, dicks. Anyway, that's part of your hundred words. So that's right. Fine. <laughs> but uh, I watched it with uh, a group of people that I generally watch other wrestling more that don't watch a lot of wrestling. So, uh, did you convert anyone? Well, I mean they they are all a wrestling fans. They just don't like uh, just don't like it as a whole. They're big lucha fans for some reason. Like, I'll go over there, and they're, like, streaming it. I introduced everyone to Nakamura, which that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I haven't been that excited about someone in a long time. Uh, like you said, I think WrestleMania was 80% good. If Taker Shane was the last thing, then that would have been great, but oh. the rest of it brought it down. Charlie, what did you think? We watched it together. It took how, how many hours? No, because you, well, you wanted to watch the pre-show, which I agree. I watched the pre-show. We started at 12.30, yeah. and it didn't end until 7.30. It was ridiculous. We did not know WrestleMania was going to be five we hours. Four hours and 52 minutes. Yeah, we're like, well, that's got to be the post-show. Nope. No, but they own the network, so it makes sense. But um, overall, though, like I said, up until Shane and Taker, once that match is over, you take everything that happened before that, I think it's one of the best Manias of all time. Unfortunately, there's the Rock segment with the Wyatts and Cena, and then the quote-unquote main event. Which, just a, a typical Triple H going on last when he shouldn't at Mania match that was terrible. I want you to go back a year. And, like, if you time-traveled at the end of WrestleMania 31, and you're like, man, that was so awesome. I can't wait for 32 in Dallas. And then you come through time, and you're like, let me tell you a couple things are going to happen. First of all... Um, Tatanka is going to be a WrestleMania. <laughs> Dude, do you remember how we figured it out? We were just, is that Tatanka? Tatanka? Yeah. Like three yeah. minutes into the match. That's why I wish I had someone that knew wrestling. Tatanka's like, that... going to have a match. Diamond Dallas Page is going to have a match. Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and Mankind are going to have a match. And Shaq. Shaq's going to have a match. But John Cena will not. <laughs> Seth Rollins will not. Uh, Randy Orton will not. Cesaro <laughs> will not. Tyson Kidd will not. Yeah, for, yeah. And the, the reasons behind that. He, for what? And if you and if you told me, oh yeah, and Shane McMahon's gonna jump off the top of the cage. <laughs> what the? This can't be real. Anything could happen. Is this the World Wrestling Federation? <laughs> like literally, we decided to take that and make it not a catchphrase. Is this just fantasy? Caught yeah. in a landslide. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, um, I would. I think it's substantially overachieved. Mm-hmm. Way overachieved. I think everyone stepped up. Yes, mm-hmm. and and that was what, what I was hoping. I, I do for. think the main event is the one thing that soured. Like if 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 that if, if that should have been the nine o'clock for the for the, <laughs> the families, Austin Scott Hall for segment. the families yeah. that shut off the sound of music before the Nazis show up. That's how you can treat WrestleMania 32. Just shut it off before the Triple Nazis, H aka Nazi. Triple H, show up, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yes. Sierra Echo. <laughs> <laughs> if only, um, my God, that that intro though. I'll give them this. That was pretty cool. Uh, two things, two specific things to call out. Zack Ryder's thing was amazing. And then it was... Com- and then I remember we had some, like... I have a feeling 
just a little one that mm-hmm. tomorrow night there could be an alteration of this. Well, mm-hmm. Martin, what do you think? You won by accident. Nah. What do you think? Or uh-huh. mean that you need to say Martin because I, I did. Think he can't but you see. kept talking. You can't see jackass. Yeah, I know it. You, I can't <laughs> see anybody. Side <laughs> jackass. Best shirt ever. <laughs> Martin, please you go ahead. Can a man talk? <laughs> <laughs> I got my cobalt knife. I'll cut your ass. Go ahead, Martin. Please tell me about what you thought of me. I'm pretty much in the same boat as everybody else. It was the individual pieces made for a good WrestleMania. It was just in the wrong order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Everything after Shane and Taker. How do you come back from someone falling off of the roof of the roof of the new Hell in the Cell that's taller than the one that Mick Foley went off of? Yeah. Yeah. And that never happened before. No one had ever jumped and off I, the top I, of the cell. And I think like it's actually screwed. Hell in a Cell match is going it's forward because now like it's done. you can't. You I thought doing? the last one was years ago anyway. With Unless Taker the table is set on fire and you jump from the cage into a flaming. <laughs> well, remember table. when we used to play the old SmackDown games? Just let's give them the last ride through the cage. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, I like your thing. Like get them, trick them, <laughs> trick them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know there's no there's no uh, there's no cage there. They'll just fall through. <laughs> oh, oh oh no, Kip went no. Oh, the next one I think is is just someone's going to get shot in the face from the top of the cell. I think you have to back off for for a while. Like mm-hmm. get rid well, of it. We've had too many too fast. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Taker and Brock were like, let's just rip up the ring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're going um, on the wood. The last thing I'll mention about the women's match was fantastic. Oh, that's the match of the yeah. night. Match of the year right now. <laughs> you think I so? I think it's match. I still maintain, I think that's match of the year at this point. Would you, Martin, what did you think of the women's match? Uh, yeah, I was astounded at just how good that was. Not for a, uh, like a women can't wrestle kind of way, because I've seen the NXT four way. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that was one of my matches of the year of that year. So I knew they could do it, but it was a case of were they going to be able, you know let, allowed to do it. It was it was very gritty. It was botchy, but not like it was well, weird. Those bank statements, I loved them because they were nasty. Yeah, but they yeah. felt desperate, and and that's what I liked about it. Because like if you actually see like a good real fight, which it's not like many of us have watched like a really good just real fight, you know, um, it's probably very sloppy. And very, sure. you know, it doesn't. So that's why I, I kind of forgive those types of spots. Even hell, I'm trying to think. WrestleMania 13, Bret and Austin has a couple of you know not so great moments, and mm. but still, like because of the grittiness of it, it elevates it. So um, yeah, it was it was it was a fun mania. Not the best follow up on Raw. It was all right. You know, it, it, it is. How was the it, crowd? Although, like they completely retconned Shane's thing. He's like, yeah. well, I'm gonna let you control Raw tonight. Really? It made it Shane didn't just go home? No. no. Shane comes out to tell us all thank you. Vince is already out there and that the crowd was the crowd was literally trying to take over the show. Of course. Like Raw after Mania. But yeah. Vince embraced it. Yeah. And it really like that's why well, he figured it out. Fine. Yeah. And he so it, he didn't want to get one upped by Shane like stealing the stage of go, go, this big goodbye. He's like, so I'm gonna let you run the show tonight. And then he leaves. Pal? <laughs> yeah. Hey, pal. And he leaves. It's, Martin, being that you're a, a wrestling historian. Um, we were talking off air before you got on. Triple H going on last when he shouldn't, what, 18, 25, yep. and 32. So he tends to do it every seven years. Yes. So, so what do you think we're going to see at 39? Who's he going to try to upstage? Uh, the, the ghost of Freddie Blassie. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean, I would watch God. that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back. Hogan versus New Day. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a sad day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, Hogan versus the Gobbledygorker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, 
Beautiful. <laughs> he pulls off the mask and just me and Gene Okerlund the whole time. He tricked us. How'd he do it? He was so fast, <laughs> he was in two places at once. He pulls off, he immediately is crying. I had to Miss go with my kidney to get in this. <laughs> the kidney my wife gave me. Oh, See, man. when I think of me and Gene, I think of when that shit fell down behind Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Which happened. And then you can hear Vince in the background. Yeah, good job, pal. <laughs> yeah. And what paper that do you use? That? <laughs> that's the, the Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's up there with that ECW show that cuts to the production truck in Haven and just throws a drink in the back of <laughs> yeah. Do you hear who was smoking the cigarette when he said that? No. It was no, Brooklyn it's, Brawler. It's one of, um, who was it? it was, they said it was Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> So now to kind of bring us back to center, we're talking about, um, we're talking, we are now, this is our second pay-per-view into Invasion, because we had Invasion last time, we Mm -hmm. talked about that from 2001 now, we're heading into SummerSlam 01, which, this is a SummerSlam, I feel like it's against all odds type of SummerSlam, because it has got two big things against it, number one, SummerSlam is supposed to be the perennial number two of the year. Mm-hmm. You just summer or WrestleMania 17 is by far and to this day probably the best WrestleMania ever. So that means you have to have the best SummerSlam ever, <laughs> and that's something that's impossible to live up to. Number two, it is coming off of Invasion, where pretty much anyone who was left who was on the verge of sticking around for the Attitude Era, they've probably left because of what happened at the end. So you don't this this one's a hard one to. It's a hard one to overcome. So, initially, like when you did, you guys look at the Raws? Any anybody here look at the Raws in between? A couple, like I fast forwarded through some points because there's a ton of defections. Yes, it's just like left and right. Place. Yes, and it's all one sided defections too. It's like no one comes from WCW going fuck. I want to get paid. Yeah, Martin, what did you think sort of about like this period of time? Kind of like between Invasion and SummerSlam. If we if we get that specific about it, um. It's hard to pass because it is just a a weird just cacophony of just guys and dudes and titles and <laughs> stories. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, the, that's the 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 thing the thing I really picked up on in between. Like there are a couple of bits I wrote down here. F- first thing they put Paul Heyman back on commentary, Thank mm-hmm. you. which is very smart because I think they realize that like they they already have two figurehead type of people. You know he should be one of them, but mm-hmm. if you're gonna have the two McMahon children, you need to put Paul somewhere where he's gonna be a little bit more useful. And boy, does I love that he pushes Jr.'s buttons so much. And Jr. goes to some bad places on this pay per view. <laughs> this is the worst commentary he's ever done yeah. so far that I've seen. Calls the WCW title the, the WWF WWE. title, and then and then. Corrects himself. Mm-hmm. Usually, they just let that go. And he's like, "Did I say WWF title?" Yeah. <clears throat> you also I get. He gets right in Heyman's face. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. He cuts a promo. Like it is the closest thing to a Jr. promo. He gives him the Harrison Ford oh, finger yeah. of doom. And I love that. I love Heyman. Like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, also, you have Kurt Angle. He be he he becomes WCW champ. I think for like a week. And then it's it's gone again. It's back to Booker T. Like they do a little. They they. It's like they tried to elevate the title a little bit, but I don't know. The the biggest thing in this period of time is the return of the Rock. The Rock returns, and they boy my god, do they shotgun a feud with him and Booker T. Very quickly, as quickly as possible. Yeah. This is also the infamous moment 
Who in the blue hell are you? It doesn't matter who you are. That's the moment where Sting, Sting Sting decided to you know postpone his match with Triple H for you know 14 years because of this incident. So that's the other interesting thing that, and I don't know if that's actually true. It's been something. Well, that's no, been said. Sting said that. Yeah. I've actually heard it come out of his mouth because the thing is, when he said that, I was like, oh, I remember that. But what I forgot was the follow up, which Rock was it. It doesn't matter who you are. It was a setup. Yeah. So I think Sting just took it a little too personally. Right. Because Rock just used it as one of his catchphrases. Um, let's talk like a uh, couple other things to talk about with this. Um, RVD coming off of the match invasion has a couple. He has some really good hardcore matches on TV. Him and Tajiri have one, mm-hmm. and he loses the hardcore title in kind of a goofy way. I forgot about that. He loses. You know, he wrestles Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy in the middle of it since it's twenty four seven. Kind of pulls a Seth Rollins and beats him in the middle of his match with Angle <laughs> to get the belt. Catches Weird. him for the hardcore title. <laughs> let's talk, let's let's also talk about Taker and DDP and where this is going. Do we? Must we? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it this feels like he's over this, but they're he's not because mm-hmm. they try to like to spice this thing up. They add in naturally, like to give your heel a little bit more edge. Like give him a buddy. Well, they give him Canyon, which isn't bad, but when it's Kane and The Undertaker, DDP and Canyon pose no threat. So, although it leads to that awesome bit where Taker rolls up on the bike, and Kane's like, man, you better be thanking me (laughs) that I'm not going down beating up on Paige right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Why? He's done it now? Yeah. (laughs) And you'll see it in the video package for the um, the match. It's so funny, that bit. Final Um, thing. Go ahead. uh, ahead, I was going to say, what the... Martin, being that your your you tweets and everything come across as being as nerdy as as I do, when you were seeing the shrine to Deborah, did did the shrine in Hey Arnold to Arnold kind of come to your mind that was hit in the back yes. of the closet <laughs> with the watermelon with the hat on it to be his head? That that was just way too much. <laughs> Guys, don't mind me. I'm just going to take up one third of the locker room to the shrine yeah, to the Undertaker's the wife. Logistics. The logistics of, of moving that shrine from arena to arena to arena. You're only there for a day. I love the payoff yeah. of the, the silhouette shot of him. Like in, from the bathroom? <laughs> Just naked gun, 33 in the third. He turns. He's got a crooked penis. It's all good. You see Kevin Dunn like, hey, hey, Vince, I, I was watching some Hitchcock the other day. I got an idea for some. Who's this Hitchcock now? Can we sign him to developmental? The birds? Oh, that scares me. Um, all right, so the oh, final thing I want to talk about. Steve Austin in this role as uh, uh, leader of the alliance <laughs> my god between the, the shit with Matt Hardy where he just destroys him because he got manipulated by Deborah, who's manipu- who gets manipulated by Austin it's so weird this type of relationship that they're cultivating before our very eyes but then just his pep talk to the alliance where you call yourself Hugh Morris what? <laughs> Hugh Morris. <laughs> and the look on Hugh's for uh, um, what's his real name? Bill Bill, Bill DeMont. DeMont. The face the look on Bill DeMont's face, like, oh yeah. We didn't go over this. This is my name. All these years of WCW, I'm I'm sad to think that I'm not there is no laughing matter here. <laughs> Alright, so to get in all right, SummerSlam two thousand one, August nineteenth, oh one, San Jose, California, the Compact Center. The buy rate for this show. All right, um, let's talk about just in terms of just number of buys. How many do you think it was? Five hundred and fifty thousand. Jason, five twenty-five. Martin, got a guess? Um, it's still yeah. SummerSlam and all said and done, so I'd probably say about six, six, you know, six hundred thousand. Five sixty-five. Oh, 
565. I figured Invasion left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean that's a 200,000 share drop from Invasion. Now compare it to 2000 real quick. I'm just going to do just the buy rate period. So this buy rate is 1.32 and SummerSlam 2000 is 1.4. So it's mm -hmm. down a little bit. And the thing is, like, the reason that's substantial is you didn't have Austin. You didn't have Austin. <laughs> I mean, fuck. What was the main event of SummerSlam 2000? I think it was a four-way. Is that right? No. Again? Uh, no, 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 no. It was. Oh no, it was Rock and Benoit. No, it was, no, it was Rock, um, H and Angle. That's right. Rock and Angle. Rock, yeah. Triple, Triple H, H and Angle. Oh, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Was that the? That's weird because is that the concussion? Is that where the ankle concussion comes from? I think it is. Where the pedigree just goes awry on the. Oh table. yeah. Did he kill another man. With the <laughs> <laughs> all right, so video package. This one is pretty famous. This is a famous. I forgot all about this. It's a, <laughs> it's just. Oh my god! I was like, oh, I remember this. It's, doesn't it feel like two thousand one? Yes, yes, I wrote that yes. too. Yeah. And what's great is the. Was it the raw before uh, Stephanie's trying to lay into Chris Jericho and. She and the bodies will hit the floor. Man, like they boy. are shoving that in our throat. It was the theme of the ECW owners. Mm -hmm. Like they would come out to bodies yep. for whatever reason. Like I don't know why they needed to, but because they were looking for an extreme um, song that you couldn't play on the radio after three weeks. I, the one thing the the footage they were using is unlike any other footage. I thought it was really house used. show footage. Yeah, yes, it was. that's yeah. what was really neat. Like it it was it was cool because it was non traditional like angles that they were using. It didn't look like a pay per view. It looked like another weekly broadcast. Was this Hitchcock guy's cutting our videos now. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, all right, so we go right into it though. Right off the bat, Intercontinental Title match: Lance Storm from the Alliance defending against Edge, our the King of the Ring of two thousand one. So. You know, we get the usual kind of Lance Storm at the beginning on the microphone on the offbeat shenanigans. Mm -hmm. I'll say this, it works for him. Yeah. It does. I'm Which just, is amazing. It's great that they kept that for mm -hmm. him yeah. from WCW, but found a way to like, all right, let's not do the anthem thing. And let's... they gave him the Intercontinental title. Yeah. yeah. It did. It did. And the, the fans still can't quote him right. You know how we called out in uh, WCW, there was the fan that had the sign that said, "Let can I be serious for a moment? All right. And then someone else does it. He's, I mean, he says it every week, at least twice a week. Uh, it's a minute, and no one can still get it right. What do you guys think of this one? Because like, um, it's a fairly standard heel face match where Edge is the, a huge, the very big baby face in peril. Let's just go around, and mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? There's a lot of reversals. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, he's going for it. Nope, the other guy's got it. Nope, the move that that guy was previously going for, now he hits it. If yeah. it was Tekken, there would have been seven turkeys in this match. Gamers will get that. It's it's well good. It's when you counter a turkey, <laughs> you counter a counter. It's like it just, I feel like it was isn't that the WrestleMania game? Isn't that what falls out of Yokozuna? Is it a turkey? Oh, it was a yeah. turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. If you hit him, yeah. you hit him with Undertaker's tombstone, yeah. literally <laughs> in his hand, or, or Doink's uh, buzzer, zapper hand, and, and Lex Luger's hand becomes a fucking two by four, which is a great. It's super literally power. it's the most literal ga uh, wrestling game. <laughs> yeah. like Bret Hart hits you with a heart. <laughs> Don't give it your boy. You give it your knee. Razors cutting people. Martin. Your thoughts on Edge and Landstorm in this one? I kind of like this one. It's, a, it it's not bad. Um, Meltzer gave yeah. about three and a quarter, three and a half, something like that. Yeah, Edge ends up getting the win and getting the title. I think more importantly, the thing I took away from this match, they they still were thinking, okay, the, we, we gave this guy King of the Ring. We still got to make him look like he's moving up to the main mm -hmm. event. I think he looks very good as a baby face in this match. Like for the first time in a long time, even... 
Well, even going back to SummerSlam '98 when he's in that weird tag match with Sable, like yeah, yeah. like he's in the he's uh he looks, I think he looks credible. Mm-hmm. That even though it won't come for many years, that see that's the thing. You know, I yeah, had that you wouldn't have too. pegged him as like a future WWE champion at this point, but five years. Good. Yeah, it's, five years. One thing I think is holding him back is they're really rushing and still, but well, they're not rushing it, but they're really shoehorning the the split between he and Christian. Like they're just throwing yeah. in every chance they get. They drop subtle hints or and just force it in there. It wasn't needed for this, right? And the whole finale of the match is weird. Like, I'm, like these referees are getting distracted by the oddest things. Yes. Yeah. And this, the refer, referee, like, because it, it happens later too. And shiny. That's why I feel like they did, they did the referee match way too early. Like they needed to use this to build towards something that you would do with the referees later mm-hmm. from Invasion. But mm-hmm. um, Edge Edge does get the win. He gets the icy belt. Martin, do you have any final thoughts on it? Um, only the state of Christian's snakeskin sleeveless shirt. Yeah. <laughs> There's like one of the big drags on Chris. Like one of the big criticisms of Christian over the next couple of years is that he doesn't evolve his look. So mm-hmm. therefore, he doesn't. You can't take him seriously as a singles guy, even when he does the stuff with Jericho. He still kind of maintains this look. It's not until he chops the hair, and you know, kind of gets rid of that thing, that the puppy uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah, that he, yeah. Um, that you start to kind of buy him as credible. It's not just a flunky of edge. Speaking of shirts, since they're establishing the two locker rooms in the back, watching on those tiny TVs, um, you go to the WWF locker room. People are wearing their own shirts. They're wearing SummerSlam shirts. And it's like the, the gimmick started in 2001. R-Truth's wearing the wrong pay-per-views t-shirt. He's wearing a WrestleMania shirt. And I, it stood out and just they, with all the goofy out. shit. Who's they, the last one? It's the David the Flair thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that Halloween happened. You can tell now. where you are on the card if you're wearing the pay-per-view shirt. You <laughs> can and if you're at WWF New York wearing that shirt. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so... We had out of the opener, a solid opener. It's a good start to a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's not, compared to some of our others, not the top best, but a good solid opener. Backstage, Tess and the Dudleys talked to Michael Cole about Tess turning his back on WWF. Eh. Are we talking about Michael Cole I, what, tucking in a t-shirt in his jeans? Yeah. Well, it's like when he's tucking the baseball jersey in his jeans. <laughs> I love the... Look here, you little bitch. Yeah. Jesus. Whoa. Bodyguard oh. Motley crew, man. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they needed him last yeah, week. They did, didn't they? <laughs> you seen that video? Yes. Nicholas awesome. Cage, man. What is the word? It was a phrase he says, like, come, like, I love you. Please stop it. <laughs> he says, like, he says something like, come off it. He yeah. says something like that. I and forget. if you haven't heard, the former lead singer since they're done of Motley Crue, Vince Neil, who's put on like 30 pounds since the last concert, apparently, right. is like, Verbally objectifying a woman clearly grabs her by the head, and Nicholas Cage in this wonderful blue suit comes out of nowhere and stops him. <laughs> You're right; that suit is something. it's Superman it's blue. Like, it's it's from Punch Drunk Love. It's the suit. It's the Punch Drunk Love suit. Comes up, grabs him, puts him in a headlock, puts, puts him in a headlock, and then hugs him and tells him that I love you and please stop. It's wonderful. Someone brought up a good point though. I thought it was interesting was that uh, Nicholas Cage is actually. A big uh, one of Axl Rose's best friends, and you know him and Vince Neil fucking hate each other. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, interesting. 
Maybe Vince Neil's jealous of the she didn't ask him for an autograph. On her. Right. He's you're, unrecognizable at this point. You're watching too much wrestling when you're putting personal storylines into random altercations in the street, Charlie. <laughs> but it was, it was Cage's best performance at least since Weatherman. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> this promo though by Tess, like you can tell, this is another guy that they want. They mm-hmm. want him to be bigger than what he is, but he cannot get out of his own way when he talks. He's um, one-dimensional um, verbally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. He he's got the, the ability. Yes. Yeah. Always had the ability. But they, they give him a defection, which is good, but instead of putting him, pairing him up with Shane, who they've already established earlier in the year, they're good friends, they just throw him as a partner for the Dudleys. Well, I mean, I know it's to balance out the feud with the APA, but I mean, they could have... It is, well, it is weird hearing Tess talk up the Dudleys right. when the Dudleys are so over and right. then there's this guy who can't get out of the mid-cards. Just, this is the greatest tag team ever. And I'm like, maybe you should work on yourself or get Bubba to talk about you. <clears throat> All right, so we go from one interview to another. We go now to oh, Lillian with Chris Jericho. Yeah, this, we're in that phase of Jericho just doing adjective... Uh, basically promos and just goes on and on. Oh my god, I get it. He's got the thesaurus in his back pocket. Whips it out. He's like, hey, alright, here we go. Uh, I do like, Chris, you've never beaten Rhino. Thank you, Vivian. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part. Vivian. I love that part of Jared. I do love when he would just, like, intentionally screw up. Vivian (laughs) Man, Man, her screw up on Monday was epic. She did another one? What'd she do? We'll tell you in a minute. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's a good one. Right. It's a really good one. Um, is it better than Grammy? Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Just wait. Okay. Okay. Um, Spike, and now we go into our next match. Spike and the APA, Tess and the Dudleys. Can we give the, the interview just Jericho's constant... I mean, it's really bad, the, the shit about Stephanie. Like It is, but I mean, like, they, they, they totally, like, to, I guess, add a little bit of... They add a little bit of st- uh, salt and pepper to this steak... We got a, we got a, <laughs> we got. I've never heard him say that. Oh yeah, but, oh, we got to put some salt and pepper on that steak, huh? Oh, Kevin Nash was that when they had like four hundred dollars worth of steak and wine the night before WrestleMania, apparently. Bad big bottle of chocolate wine. <laughs> I like that chocolate Choco wine. Uh, chocolate wine. But um, it, the Stephanie right, stuff seemed like it. It definitely helped elevate this feud and make it seem like it got people more into it. Even mm-hmm. though, and keep in mind, that's also the time where they exposed the fact that. She had a boob job. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, a lot of credit to her for, like, going through and, like, doing that storyline. She had to grow up fast. Oh, yeah. 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 Because he just guts her on the mic. A lot of that sign in the crowd. Um, hey, Steph, are they real? Or Yeah. It just started getting bad, but, like, the, um, he used to tell me that wouldn't be, you know, your first time, and then he starts just, like, random off all these people, like, she's just some kind of gangbang queen. And right. it was just, like... It's not even innuendo. <laughs> it's just basically, he should have just pulled out a porn and went, put Stephanie's face on the body and went, that's the end. I've done one of those John Cena PowerPoint promos. Or oh, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've no Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get, like, with this um, this six-man tag, like, it's a, it's a decent little match. Spike takes a, a shitload of bumps, including the Man, worst. I, I feel like he pissed somebody off. Like, because Bubba Ray, like, really fucks him up. The bump, I mean, the big one is the, uh, what Tess tosses him over the top rope that, like. It, it looks like he takes it dick first. Yeah, right into the table. <laughs> right, into the, <laughs> right into the, when they show the replay, he is split-legged. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> but <laughs> you catch JR's great line when they when they announced him at 150. He goes, oh, Spike Dudley's been working on his conditioning. He went from 155 to 150. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on WWF 24-7, the dick front table bump and how it affects. <laughs> Not that. Why did they just cut the Molly Holly weeping after that shot? They, uh, it's again another match that's dictated by the refs. As Nick Patrick checks on Spike, which See, allows Bradshaw... He to leaves the ring to check on Spike. It's just... Now... Are we supposed to, and I'll ask Martin this, are we supposed to take that as the ref doing a ref's job or Nick Patrick being Nick Patrick, screwing up the match? I think it ties in what we see later as well, just mm-hmm. to chime in real quick. Martin, go ahead, though. I, I, I think with, with specifically Nick Patrick, yes. Because mm-hmm. I've got a theory on Charles Robinson later that he's the like the, the only nice guy in the entire alliance. He doesn't do, do his job. In that match, I love it because JR tries. He's like, that's an alliance ref. And, and like... Charles Robinson, like... sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. Dude, he is... <laughs> Use your own water fountain of lies. <laughs> Sauce it. <laughs> a little hashtag he uses. Anyway, um... um but he, Nick Patrick checks on he checks on Spike. Bradshaw hits the clothesline from hell, and then Shane with the leaping chair. I shot. love that. Man, I remember replicating that with the toys? Yep. Like how like how can I get him to land on his back after he does that? He's throughout the rest of the early two thousand. Shane p- proceeds to murder people with mm-hmm. that move. Yep. I think you could have an outside argument. He might be the wrestler of the year two thousand one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Because one thing we didn't talk about. He has a great TV street fight with The Rock leading up to this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Granted, like they don't they, they do a lot of out it's weird when the rock's wearing like his wrestling tights and it's a it's a it's street, a street the fight. The empty arena match? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that outfit. Well, remember that's when he had that surgery, he was having that surgery done? Like that surgery like to fix it's bulk it, up his pecs or now, something? It's something to do with his pecs. It's one like, of the implants popped. Yeah, it yeah. I don't know a lot about it, so I'm not gonna go too far but it is a he had surgery, that's why he wore that that tunic or whatever over it. Um, all right, so... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Martin. What was that? Yeah, I was going to say The Rock was wearing a moo-moo throughout that whole <laughs> Yeah, The Rock in a moo would have been over as fuck. That's a costume I never picked for him in No Mercy. The moo No, yeah. You could pick it. No. Anyway, if you get a chance, yeah, he does a... I think he does an elbow drop through the table again in that match. It's a really good match. He and The Rock, like, really do have a great street fight. It's unexpectedly good for a TV street fight. So now um, Shane hits him. He uh, gets Bradshaw with the uh, the chair. Allows the Alliance to pick up the win. So overall, eh, it's it's an okay match. Nothing spectacular. Any thoughts here from everybody about it? Just kind of a throwaway placeholder yeah. to me. This would have been a good like mid main like nine o'clock main, or ten o'clock main event on Raw yeah, the next yeah. night, but not in the middle of this pay per view where it's there. There are only two matches that don't have titles on the line, and you have them back to back. Yeah. And this was just, eh. Dig yeah. through the table. Yeah, yeah. dig through the That's table. That's really dig. all I could think of. <laughs> Martin, do you have any <clears throat> thoughts on it, ma'am? Um, no, um, given that it's the APA and the Dudleys, um, you knew they were kind of going to go heavy on each other. And there's a move where I think where uh, Bradshaw um, hits Devon's back with a forearm. <laughs> and it oh. slaps like like the, like when guys slap their legs for the kicks. Yep. Yeah. But you know it's like nobody's doing anything, so he's legitimately just wailing on that poor guy. Fuck your kidneys. Bradshaw does that. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah I flinched. Yeah, just listen, listening to that sound. All right, so 
Is it he showed up naked in the shower with his boots on and like Bradshaw? Yeah. Isn't this always the story? It, it, it doesn't matter who is the guy in the shower. <laughs> Bradshaw's coming in in the like, buff. I feel like Mabel was in there and he just uh, rolls over. Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, buddy, just you, go for a fold. Yeah. You know, it's Mabel. You're the king of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you've done it now, man. Taker's in the background just videotaping yeah. it. He's the real pervert. Oh, oh, yeah. Get him, Braddy. Yeah. Uh, BSK. So <laughs> we head backstage now. Christian goes for the buzzkill on Edge with their grandma on the phone. <laughs> so funny. I like the, I like the idea. Edge's grandma is called Edna. Grandma Edna. Yeah, it's the name, and, the, and I like the idea that she ordered the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> no, no comps. I want SummerSlam. Yeah. It's not like, Nana, I might win my first singles title. Would you like to come? No. But I'll watch it. She's probably pirating it, too. Yeah. What's, it's so funny, because, like, it, and that's why I took the picture of it, like, with Edge and Matt Hardy and Lita right there. It's really funny. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh. Because uh, Christian's like, yo, I got, a, I got a European title match against Matt Hardy. Okay. Like, Matt Hardy's such a... He's, yeah. he's not there yet. It's so... It sucks, because we're so close this to one zero point yeah, zero. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the beta <laughs> testing. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is closed alpha. Fuck that. This ain't even that. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> he's got all he's making a fist he doesn't even have the V's up yet um, yes but it's it's still furthering the um, the Edge and Christian feud that's coming down the line it's a decent little bit it's just funny the way uh, Matt Hardy plays it it's like everyone else is applauding Matt doesn't realize I should wait to put my line in it just gets whenever seen eye to eye. Meanwhile, everybody's like, high five, Edge. Good job. I'll just keep going with my script. I don't yeah. understand. I don't, I don't know, man. Plus, I was also impressed with uh, usually when you see one guy backstage watching the, the show, he's standing. But literally, almost everyone is sitting. Like, they, they have enough they chairs for about 40 yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's they never have enough for one. <laughs> now we get, the, we go next backstage oh, to the awful. start, to the start of our bit of the night here. Oh, Oh yeah, this yeah. is so good. Well, because the Deborah part, this she is, is terrible. Yeah, yeah. The, but when we talk about Steve Austin being the coach, like the coach of the Alliance, when Stasiak comes up to him, it's so funny. He's like, "Oh, Stan, the man, huh? That's your daddy." And like, <laughs> he just kind of pulls that number on him. And and I love that Stasiak said, "I don't even know what Mecca means." I love like it's Deborah. Deborah. I don't know what Mecca means either, Sean. But oh, Steve awful. doesn't care what it. It's like. There's a whole religion full of people that Stone Cold's alienating. No, but this is great. Like for some, like this works for Stasiak. Like, dude, he, and it kind of works for Deborah too mm-hmm. to be like and now like she's like uh, the secretary to Austin. And <laughs> they turn Sean Stasiak into Nordberg. They do. Yeah. <laughs> not so fast. I mean, I mean, I mean, with the one we saw on Raw where he uh, smashes into Regal's night suit. Yeah, is great because I love Regal's like. Ugh. Well, all right. And he goes right back to what he was talking about with Jericho, but um, basically, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go prove to Austin that I'm the next guy in the alliance. But why don't you go after the person Austin's fighting? <laughs> then we get like the follow up line here. I wrote it down. Jr. says, "Man, Stasiak's just goofy as a pet coon." <laughs> and I paused and I was like, "Oh." He used to say that all the time. And then yeah. I I looked it up. I was like. I, I since we live in the South, he means you means raccoon. Know, yes, because I, I will tell you a quick story. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. My oh. mom went to buy me like like my first like fishing rod at like uh, a place in Hadrills in Charleston, and uh, she was in there and like she heard somebody say coon in reference to raccoon, and she didn't know because like my mom was very liberal. Well, she gave him the look 
And he was like, "Oh no, ma'am, I'm, I mean a, I mean a raccoon." <laughs> Because my mom was not, not going to have that shit. Mary! <laughs> She's going to drop the lariat on him. <laughs> Anti-racist police. It's not a clothesline. Like, it's a lariat. She's give the Harrison Ford fingers. Like, you done it now. <laughs> I'm going to make a big mistake. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. Badasses right? always kicking assholes' asses. We head into an unexpected gem on this card. Mm-hmm. Tajiri and X-Pac. Title for title. The cruiserweight title. Versus the WWF light heavy. They might as well combine them at I that see. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like your uh, JR. This JR line. I have a lot. God, there's so many good JR lines on this card. Tajiri, a very likable fella, degree in economics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's letting us know he's a smart man. He's smart for one of them. Like, that's what? basically what he is saying. That's basically like, I mean, it's... it's, uh, And of course, he's Asian, so it's math-based. It's great watching this, like, the parallels between this card and where we're at now, like, Nakamura and Tajiri, like, you're seeing, like, this is another guy who really had this really interesting charisma and attachment to the crowd, like a relationship with Mm -hmm. the crowd. They're popping hard for him. Yeah! I mean, like, this isn't, like... Kai and Tai, even at the the peak of Indeed, were not this... Over with the crowd, no, at all. So, Indeed was, but the rest of it, no. Yeah, the, um, the phrase was over. What do you guys think? Jr. still trying to get like X Pac. Hey, he's one of ours, man. Hey, he is a WWF guy. Like yeah. He he said a lot of the fans and superstars will tell you that X Pac sucks. That ain't true. <laughs> He's a man who is out of ideas. Yeah, it's, he's not. Even, he's not even trying to give you a euphemism. He's not trying to relate it to sports. He's just please not giving like, examples. Nope. All right, so let's go around. What do you guys think of this? This awesome, is man. this is a yeah. really good. Their, match. It's their chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because X Pac, I mean, he he can work with certain guys. I he can think. work stiff too. He can work stiff, and and he does, right. and. The, and t- he lets Tajiri do all of his stuff, which I really like that no. too. But mm-hmm. you know, Xbox no slouch here. No. Yeah, like, I really liked how they worked together. He's the hardest he's worked I've yeah. seen in a long time. It's very well. It's very well structured. You guys remember Xbox and D'Lo had some really yes. badass feuds in late '98, and then going into '99, his feud with Shane. Like Xbox was really. I was probably his peak was '98, '99, and uh, um, I think really you get a good throwback to to that here. Even though uh, it had, you have to, he has to go over with Albert's help, who eats the red mist. Yeah, ooh, well, blood. You don't get that checked, did you? <laughs> I could tell he had it in his mouth. Yeah. I didn't see him put it in his mouth, but I, I could see him like. Which when he he did this fantastic kick to X Pac, and his mouth was like this. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he was Hydra? He's like, hail Hydra. <laughs> oh, it. oh God. <laughs> it looked like it really had an Either Albert was selling really well or he, it really affected him because his whole walk back, he was like... Well, it was that, a lot. And like, you can hear him. Like, he, I love how talky <laughs> Albert is. Yeah. yeah, he is so talky all the time. <laughs> Damn it! <Yeah. laughs> That's one of my favorites. It, it bothered me to no end originally watching this that X-Pac did not defect. Especially after he got the WCW light heavyweight, because yeah. he was the in when he was in the NWO, he was the king of the cruiserweights. He really was. I yeah. mean, as far as he was the big heel, he took all of it. Him going he was back, to, he was flat. Yeah, yeah, it was really good stuff. Like going back to that, that would have been great because then you could have swapped. Because there's there's always this one side defection. I mean, you could have had like Shane or somebody come to the WWF side. Eventually, and feud with him, and then you you put him in a hated position. Yeah. Anyway, and capitalize on it, but they weren't smart enough to do that. Martin, your thoughts on this match here, Tajiri and X Pac? 
Um, well, I do love me some cruiserweights. Yeah. I always have done. Um, and these two, yeah, you're like, right with Tajiri. There's just something about him. He doesn't need to speak. He just has to just do his thing. Um, he hits Poison Mist, which, as anybody who knows me know, is my ultimate favourite uh, <laughs> spot in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's silly. It's stupid. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd pop big for that tarantula. Oh, oh man, God. they did, didn't they? Yeah. They loved it. And um, a move that precipitates a rope break is arguably the most over move of the right. night. Besides the yeah. spin, that damn spinneroonie. Yeah. <laughs> That's effective. <laughs> I mean, if the spinneroonie is going to take out the WWF, we deserve to go down. This is. <laughs> he said that too. This it's kind of a bummer though. This match because X Pac ends up winning both belts. I, I yeah. I, and I don't want to say unifying because it doesn't. None of the belts ever feel unified. Even the tag titles nope. don't feel unified. But what's bad is X Pac's about to go out on injury again, and the problem is like. I think like the whole like tight light heavyweight title thing kind of vanishes along with him. As it always just, does. And that's kind of the <laughs> bummer. Here. I but, think out of all the belts, these are the ones that stay unified. Because yes. I know the tag the tag titles kind of move around a bit still. Yeah, they still do. Yeah, it's that that's the one thing like the the idea of titles in this period of time between invade the whole invasion run like they don't the WCW ones feel like they mean nothing. The right. Rock. Eventually, like spoiler alert, winning the WCW World Title means nothing. Mm-mm. It yeah. means absolutely nothing. Considering it's the mindfuck of the WCW World Title being defended in the main event of a big four so pay per view. Yeah, weird. What were they thinking? I think they'd given up on Austin as this. I think they had already moved on. I, I, I accepted that by the end of it. Like they're already planning for um, for still like we'll, we'll put stuff on Rock. Rock's got more. Or is it because the Rock's back? And yeah. I. Th- it may be the ending of also the Austin... Angle See, I was thinking that, too. The ending of that match is a cluster. Yeah. But it's still... We'll, I like that. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll talk get, about the It's match. a fun ending. All right. Yeah, I didn't say it was bad. Um, all right, so X-Pac got, it has both belts. Let's head to WWF New York, where... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is the moment of the night of... Oh, uh, this is when somebody that I know would walk in the room that doesn't watch wrestling, and this is what they'd see. Because yeah. this is beyond stupid. I mean, this? We can sum this up. Okay. Moppy on a milk carton. Yeah. Is yep. Did you read it? Did you read the milk carton? No. Well, I mean, I read it. I mean, this is... I read pretty, it. Pretty, <laughs> like there. Yeah, I mean, I read it. You know, it's just... It's it, there is one line on there. I don't remember what it said, but one thing that was just a little odd. But other than that, I mean, it's uh, this is dumb. It was weird because it's a like waste the, of his talent. The WWF and the Dude. American Dairy Council have teamed. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna um, when we get past the show and we talk about other other stuff, having to do a podcast. Like, um, we'll get more into this. The Attitude Era podcast really point out like how um, Saturn in a lot of interviews about how fucked up he was this entire he time. He looks fucked up, but like, the, here's the problem. Not, it seems like it's his character. Yeah. So, you, so sometimes it's hard to tell if he actually is fucked up. Oh no, drunk like inebriated. That's what I mean. Like, oh, okay, I but because he okay. he plays such a goofy character, it's hard to differentiate when he's fucked up and when he's not. Yeah. Because it's like, is this out of character for him? I don't know. He's he's weird. Yeah, yeah. the fact that his he's decision to choose a mop forced a defection of a meaningless valet. And they made a big deal about it because Terry yeah. joins the alliance because he chose the fucking mob. Because it's hard to say is this guy drunk or is this is yeah he chooses a mop over a girl and he starts wearing a dress and this is him not fucked up so <laughs> it's it's hard to tell <laughs> yeah it's it 
it's it's really sad because we've talked a lot about Perry Saturn over um, over various pay per views. Some of the stuff we saw with the Radicals and WCW, then the Radicals WWF and everything. And yeah, well, the part about this that really works is uh, Jim Ross is the one who introduces the segment. Oh, and Paul Heyman is not having it. I think he throws a pen. He's like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is so bad. It's there, folks. Go. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Oh, um, speaking of Heyman, just before this, um, thanks to the you know the network and the freeze framing, um, you know Heyman had like a lanyard around his neck, yeah, mm-hmm. with a press badge. It was an old ECW Anarchy Rules press badge. Oh yeah, I always noticed he had a lanyard. I never, I never stopped to look at him. That's cool. No, neither did I until I, I noticed it because like, I was I like, paused to take a few notes. Like for the original uh, Anarchy Rules. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Was one of the best pay per views ever. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my favorite ECW pay per view of all time. <laughs> um, so now let's head back. We're going back to San Jose. We go backstage. Steph pumps up Rhino. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's like, "I chose you for a reason." Does she need to pump up Rhino. I know. No kidding. It's, what do you think of this pairing? Like these two. It's weird when you see the picture of mm-hmm. Rhino versus yeah. Jericho with Stephanie in Rhino's corner. You're like, yeah. what the what? hell? Is this feels like a, like fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rhino, thro- like, no, no, not. But uh, it just kind of felt, um, like he said, photo looks weird. It makes sense storyline because he was the last ECW champion. She's now the owner of ECW, but for some reason won't give him a fucking belt. Yeah. Um, I but, still stand by bringing in that ECW yeah, title. One, but uh, it's it looks looks weird. I think it works. Like it, it adds the the feud is really Jericho Stephanie. Rhino is just a wrestler, right? Because I don't want to see Jericho beat the shit out of Stephanie. But see, that's what sucks though, because Rhino's secondary here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, me personally, I, I I prefer Rhino's ability to Jericho's. Like I'm a yeah. I'm a huge Rhino fan, mm-hmm. and I think I think I think this match. Actually, like helps that case even further. Like Rhino should have been much bigger than he was. He should be damn near in the main event. Martin, real quick, your thoughts on the pairing? Just the pairing of two of them. It's it's one of those pairings where the the whole is less than the sum of the parts. I love Rhino, love Steph, but together they're like oil and water. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think me like because. The reason I wanted to bring this up is I actually I think there are so many possibilities with this. Like this could have worked very well if they had chosen. Like a if if Steph wasn't just there to hold over until Triple H comes back for. Mm. We, we go ahead, go ahead. And I think the second is if you would continue to kind of evolve Rhino. Mm-hmm. Like you know, obviously he's coming in as a good character. Everyone needs to evolve. You have right. to if you're going to get better. If they had, if you'd stuck with this, I think this could have been a great pairing. But uh, go ahead. Can we thoughts. talk about how many people Stephanie's had to valet for? <laughs> Isn't it? Like Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Triple H, uh, fucking Rhino, Rhino, Test, yeah, Test. Like she, and the only one that works for me is Triple H. It's the only one that makes sense. Like when she went with Jericho, it was just what the hell. And then Kurt Angle starts courting her. Why does she have to go with so many guys? Well, I, I, I think the kiss he gives her is what changes it up for her. I think he has, it was the... And was, I thought that was completely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I, I, but they didn't bother to edit that out of existence. No. That's still there. No. Woo! Whoa! Woo! Whoa! Woo! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> um, 
let's dive into this. So the, the big interesting crux of this match is they keep bringing it up and circling back. Jericho's never beaten Rhino. And they say that like it's no offense to Rhino, uh-huh. but that doesn't feel very significant to me no. that, that no. he hasn't beat him. So that kind of... Jericho loses a lot lately. So it's not really that surprising. You notice Rhino's new? uh, They amped up his song finally. Yeah. Now it sounds like a WWF song. That squeal. Yeah. I I do feel like Jericho is kind of getting lost now. Like like he was coming off. He was really hot, especially Mm. with the leading into the the triple threat with Austin and with Benoit Mm -hmm. and everything. And then like it just seemed like. After invasion, like he kind of is getting stuck, and it seems like they tried to use the Stephanie thing to kind of keep him hot in the midst. Because, um, well, it's when The Rock shows up, you all move back three places. I miss yeah. Chris, I miss Chris Benoit. Yeah, <laughs> here, yeah, oh, god damn, oh, podcast done. Thanks for, thanks for hitting like. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, um, there is a <clears throat> Jericho eats a nasty spear when he jumps off the top rope to yeah. the outside. And they don't call it a spear. Why don't they call that out? Because yeah. they're like, oh, Rhino got him. Rhino <laughs> got him. Got him. Is they it, got like half a gore. Yeah. Oh, well, because that's a, a go. That, that would be that a go. A yeah, technically half a gore is a go. So he got him all right. Got him with his forearm. Yeah. But yeah, the kissing spot is weird. I hate it. It's a weird spot in this match. Like it's it's just because now it's coming off as him calling her a whore and he, she sleeps with yeah. everybody, but why won't she sleep with me? Exactly. Yeah. That's how it came off to me, and yeah. it makes him look heelish. I love. What's well, the beginning? Because it comes up in the next like but six I don't weeks think or so. I don't think this is. Supposed I still to think be it's. I beginning. think six. It's. I don't know. I think we're still ways off. On well, it coming. It's it's he and Rock get put into a tag team, yeah. and, and that's where the that's when it starts because they both get hurt. Yeah, and then they start fighting each other. Yeah, arguing and so, but it's coming. I, there is one spot. Because I've seen Rhino do a lot of things. I had, I, and I don't remember if he used to do this ever, but it was cool to see it. He does a TKO. Yeah. Oh, he does a spinning really TKO. One. Yeah. A really good TKO. I think, I think that's an old ECW thing. I couldn't but remember. My, TKO is Mark Merrill's my, old my, ECW, too. my original ECW knowledge comes from the ECW video games, and uh, he had that oh, set. Yeah. So. <laughs> that looks like a move oh, that one of the Wyatts oh. should have. There's a great article, by the way, if you find it. It's the 14 most underwhelming secret characters in wrestling video games. <laughs> and there's some really... For cool... Hardcore Revolution? Is oh, there no, one for all ECW? Oh, oh, for all the, of My all. favorite that I had there was Tony from... Remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, man. We beat the shit out of him. And we always pick tribute to the troops to do Oh, it. yeah. The Tony... The John Cena's storyline yeah. black soldier friend we, that you could unlock. We would handicap match that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit him with ladders for like 10 minutes. <laughs> we hated zombie him. Zombie Santino and Zombie Finley oh. in that list. Oh, no, man. they didn't. See, that's the thing. Like, I knew they were, they, they went for a couple of the classics, like AKI Man. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, there was also uh, Turok, who was in. The Dinosaur Hunter? Yeah. yeah. Turok <laughs> is in Warzone. I don't no, think it's one it's the other Warzone. One. It's one of those two. Yeah. It's either Attitude or Warzone. I think it's Attitude because he wasn't Warzone. I but beat the shit I out loved, of Warzone. The article was brilliant because it said, it's a shame we never got the crossover where Stone Cold appears in Turok and oh, you get to <laughs> 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 you, you can do that now. Turok's on Steam. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, instead of, it should be Austin and Lesnar. Both of them just go, hey boy, you want to hunt? Let's HBK, go hunt dinosaurs. If HBK kills something, he does the pose immediately afterwards. Like, <laughs> bam. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, 
That's a good article. Go find. I it. have to find that because yeah, I'm trying it, to rack my brain. One of our, like, one of our fan, one, somebody who's a big fan of our show who's always been real kind to us, tired man. Look for him on okay. Twitter. He will have that. It's a good one. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain of when I was really disappointed. So uh, it was Jeff the trainer in the ECW games. That's one. Oh god. Yep. yep. Oh, well, god. in the war zone, what, oh. in the war zone, you didn't even get characters. You just got parts so you can make them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you beat yeah, with DX, you get to use girls. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring one up real quick. Remember. Charlie remember this too because we used to talk about this all the time in No Mercy. Remember how you could get the hoe cost five hundred thousand dollars, right? But like Andre the Giant cost fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the, Are they playing a joke on me because she's a hoe? <laughs> Is that it? Because <laughs> I don't want to do that one hundred man battle royal to oh. get Andre the Giant. You can't win that fucking. The thing. easiest no. way to get him was if you did the world title storyline. Like I, it was so weird. Like I was, of course, I'd be Austin, and like Vince is like, you know, I've got one more challenger for you, Austin, Andre. It's like, and I immediately, like, I thought that fucker's dead. And I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you exactly what I did. I pulled a VHS out. I'm recording this shit. Why? It's a game. I could go replay this. No. And then I was like, you know what, you son of a bitch, I'm gonna take you on the table, stunner through the table. Steve Austin stunning Andre the Giant through the table. And the worst thing about No Mercy is that the first like six month batch of those games had a defect in the cartridge. That deleted yeah. all your saves. Yeah. So I find myself buying No Mercy every like three or four months from used Did stores, you know, hoping I got a newer one. Did you know Fink was in there? I, I don't think I ever got the Fink. You see one of the alternate costumes because like there's Maybe. there's secret wrestlers hidden in alternate costumes. Yeah, yes. it's one of Jr. Or one of the Jr. and Jerry costume. Lawler in yeah. the same thing. Oh yeah. Um, May uh, Young was a secret are, character. I'm sure we all we all follow Matthew from Botchamania, where he's been like kind of tweeting his. WWE yeah, 2012, 12, with which the I weird, never played that storyline with the weird ass shit that's coming out. Like he backdrops the Miz. Well, not that where he's talking <laughs> about the like Booker T showing like all these random people. Like you get the UK faction like in yeah. a video game. The story like oh. uh, there was one where the that um, I think that game yeah it's twelve yeah. has an actual WCW invasion with guys like Arn Anderson and Kevin Nash. <laughs> It's funny. It's they those two guys, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially in 2012. Um, in this match, also Rhino puts on the walls. Yeah. No, no, no. He puts on the ben lion tamer. Well, he puts on the lion tamer. Yeah, because they call it the right. walls, but it's like that's a lion tamer. Yeah. Because he's. But but this is the part of the match that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Rhino puts that on. Rhino is a much bigger, more muscular guy. Can't get Jericho to tap, or Jericho breaks out of it. But Jericho gets him in it, mm-hmm. and right? And uh, Rhino, they emphasize Rhino's leg strength a lot in WWE because he does yeah. the body scissors a lot. Yeah. But he can't kick out of this. He can't push him out, uh, and he ends up tapping. Like I don't like that. That's weird that he taps. I mm-hmm. think it's it, yeah. this is another case where like lion, lion salt for the win or something like that would have been. How about when Rhino saved his life? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he caught him from that moonsault. Like, that would have been it. Yeah. Um, Rhino's a really underrated guy. Very. I can't wait to see what he does in Congress. (laughs) Yeah. I'd vote for him. Yeah, Yeah. let's move to Detroit. You smear somebody through the wall of the state... (laughs) Kind of state building. Oh, you want a filibuster? Cap it off with this one. In Detroit, he would, he would be the scariest uh, Detroit public official since Robocop. It's true, he would. <laughs> you match if it was Robo Rhino Cop? Oh my god. <laughs> Rhino, critically injured in car wreck, gets rebuilt. He is the ultimate political machine. <laughs> yeah! Your move, creep! <laughs> pulls a pin, just pulls a pin out to sign bills into law out of his thigh. I wish he would have shown up 
inspired Paul Giamatti's Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate moment. I mean, it's already a piece of crap movie. Just go ahead and cast him as Rhino. Everyone would be like, "I'm all right. I buy it." I mean, that was back when Chris Benoit was supposed to be Wolverine. Like, no yeah. joke. Like, yeah, they, I remember that. They, that was a casting yeah. rumor. Yeah, yeah. never heard that. There oh, was yeah. there's Mel Gibson because and Chris the... Benoit. Well, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> there's one more, which would, could have been amazing. Mel Gibson, Glenn Danzig. And Chris Benoit. That was a thing. That, 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 that was a wizard thing. It was a wizard thing. There was a little bit of truth to it for because they when they didn't really know what the fuck they were gonna do. Mother. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Yeah. So alright, so now let's head backstage. The Rock runs into Regal, who wants to make sure he can compete. Stasiac crashes into the door of the garage. It's really funny. If I don't, I've got a wild Stasiac appeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I love is that everyone is very on point with not acknowledging it. Yeah. Right. Because if you watch Rock, I'm like, okay, is he setting himself up? No, Rock, Rock's pretty good here. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's funny watching Rock then and Rock now when it comes to a promo. <laughs> Yeah, I got goosebumps. Like that stupid spot. You don't I'm have so goosebumps dumb. because you're you're looking at how many zeros are on your check. You've just written it on Or maybe that's where his lines are. are. Yep, yeah. there they are. So now we head into one that I think is a match of the year candidate for 2001 without question. RVD, Jeff Hardy, the hardcore title in a ladder match. Okay, it's a hardcore ladder match. So it's a ladder match. I don't either. I mean, there's no difference, right? This is the first. I think. I think he just misquoted. It's the first ladder match with a hardcore title because I noticed that too. Because mm-hmm. if it was yeah. if, the, if it was littered with weapons, and that mm-hmm. would be, but that would be a TLC match. Yeah. Well, so, it would be. Uh, well, like go back to the WCW. Let's strap trash cans well, full of kendo sticks and baseball right. bats to the ring. Well, there's another weird comment, Jarris. He makes a, a point of saying that there's no time limit. There hasn't been a time limit since like 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, the, I love they, the idea of a ladder match with a time limit. <laughs> You've got. Three and a half minutes. Oh my god! Someone blows a whistle. That's it. Everybody out of the pool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Adult Swim. It's like it's one of my favorite things about watching the old NWA. Like, like the uh, the announcers would count down from like fifteen. Yeah. And like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Try, I like Gary Michael Capetta. Yeah. Capetta. I love those though because there were so many pay per views as a kid where Sting was about to win that world title it from works. Flair. It does. TV it time is something down. that works, mm-hmm. and it's a shame it doesn't exist still to some capacity. Uh, we'll one thing JR over. is on point though, where he talks about, he goes through the history of ladder matches at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And there are, an, it's a nice bunch I of I like them. the reference to the Sean Razor one from 95, because everyone, everyone talks forgets. about WrestleMania 10. I really like that 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 rematch that they had the it's next year. One. And I love Sean's attire in that match too. Yeah, I had that, the blue. It was the blue. Yeah, I, had, the that blue was, I had that action figure. Uh, from Jax, like with that blue, and arguably like up to this, uh, well, up to that point, it was Triple H and The Rock's best match mm-hmm. ever. Was their I ladder s- match? I from still 98. think that's their best match. It's a very solid yeah. match that they had, and then they reference, of course, TLC uh, one. Two. Yeah, that was one. One first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, this is a, this match is very special because this is the first time in a singles ladder match you've got two guys of this ability. This isn't this really hadn't happened yet right. on a singles match mm-hmm. for WWF. Not even Benoit and Jericho from earlier in the year. Not even Sean and Razor. Like they, it's a different type of ladder match. Mm-hmm. Very good, but very different. And this one, and it, what I love is that they actually tell a really good story with this because Jeff Hardy always seems doing. They make a point of mentioning it too. Every move comes out of desperation mm-hmm. because RVD is in so much control. He knows so many ways to use that ladder in a devastating way. How do you guys compare it to Invasion? So that's what I was going to ask. Which match do you prefer? Man, 
Well, the first one, if you take it, the other one is just a to match. There's not like a gimmick to it. I mean, it's but this one having the ladder so that it amps it up. I mean, it's this one has a lot of like holy shit spots, and there's no face, no heel really to me. I have to I have to go with Invasion. Yeah. I have to give a slight edge to Invasion. I think because that was the first, not the, their first match, but that that was like an unexpected treat from that pay per view. Uh, you know, from watching that at the time. Not that I don't like this match. Like there is some good stuff here. Uh, I was always upset in this match with one moment because I wanted to see how he was going to do it. That when he throws Jeff, and, yeah. he, and I remember watching that live. RVD went to the top rope and missed. And RVD, he, I, he's botched before, but I'd never seen him botch like that. Well, he's going for something. There's no way he could have hit. Mm-hmm. I like, think like, maybe that was too high. Yeah, because he actually has a hard time grabbing him. Like, was he gonna? Was he doing a spinning heel kick? I think that's what he was gonna try to do. I mean, I think it's kind of cool to see a guy try something and miss. It's desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, so it's, I, it's not really a botch. I just, I wish I we had seen what it was that he was going sure. for. They were, I, I love the corner rolling thunder. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. yeah, that is so cool. Turn up your surround sound on this one, folks, if you're watching that one, because there's some talky fans. Oh yeah. There's some clear, fuck him up. Yeah, clearly audible. Fuck him, up. fuck him up, RBG. All right. Martin, you kind of give your perspective. Like the like, this feud is really, really solid between these guys from Invasion up until now. Do you do you have a preference over the matches? Um, I would say this one, by virtue of it being fresher in the memory to me than Invasion, right? Um, because it's the last one that I've watched. But this is one of those because um, at some point I was going to make a point about the Invasion, but the broad strokes, everybody goes off about how bad it was. But this pay-per-view, there's, there's like moments where you realise that there's little individual pieces that are what we wanted. You know, like dream matches. Yeah. And RVD and Jeff Hardy, I imagine for a lot of people, was a dream match. Absolutely. And then RVD and Jeff Hardy in a ladder match, I imagine for a lot of people would have been a dream match. So I think this one, because this felt, this felt like a ladder match rather than a match with a ladder in it. Because mm-hmm. they were using the ladder in so many yeah. creative ways. Which The Sunset Flip Powerbomb. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Going back like going back to Royal Rumble when you watch Jericho and Benoit, I still it's a nasty match. It, the ladder gets used somewhat. Mm-hmm. It's not but yeah. it's I think it goes that's, back to your point, Martin. That that's an example of a match with a ladder in it. It's still exceptionally good. Yeah. But it if you took away the ladder, it would it would still be you know, you, you could just remove the ladder spots and put a pinfall finish and it would still be a great match. This one, you take the ladder out, and it's something else completely different. I will say the uh, the most memorable thing from that Jericho Benoit match for me, unfortunately, is the Walls of Jericho oh. spot on top of that ladder. Other than the Benoit diving the chair shot, the, is what yeah. I remember. But but in terms of like when they used a ladder, yes, yeah. that Walls of Jericho spot, which is just absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a hell of a visual. I, oh, it looks I mean, great. It's as much a visual as Brett's corner figure four which does right. nothing it doesn't do shit what but we didn't know that we, right. at the time it's true. But the thing is like <laughs> if, if you see an image of jericho doing that to benoit that's one thing that looks awesome but if you actually watch the video of how he does it and you clearly see benoit's arms hook under the feet it's like it ruins the uh the illusion <clears throat> this one here like um there what's really cool is both guys seem like Jeff Hardy's looking better as a singles guy mm-hmm. coming off of this view. Oh. RVD's looking like a main eventer coming off of this view. Well, give the, it a pay-per-view. The, pop, the <laughs> pops he's getting. And I love... One of the coolest moments is at the end when he just kind of gives that nod to Jeff. Like, you know, it's... You're badass, man. Because, like, 
they really try to push RVD as being very vain coming into this mm -hmm. invasion. Like, you know, well, it's is. all... But you know what I mean? Like He yeah. backdrops him over the top rope, doesn't even look. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, at times in ECW, like, he still did that, but he wasn't, like, like he wasn't being very, I guess, uh, over the top with it, mm -hmm. where he was coming into Invasion. Like, it's cool now they're kind of, I think they're noticing, like, this guy's a face. We've got to start kind of moving him away from that, which is good, because it doesn't fit him. You know, don't let him talk ever. If you can. <laughs> the King of Bong style. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's all right, Steve. I was just with Vince in the limo. You can really spit some water. Damn, man. Jeff. The, the final spot, though. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, a lot of these ladder matches end with just, like, somebody just falls from the top of the ladder yeah. to the rope and gets to. Jeff, Harvey takes man, an ugly ass bump. That could have been way worse. Mm hmm. Because his head almost hits that ladder. That's, Holy yeah. cow. That's what was supposed to happen? Was he supposed to get crotched? On the top rope. Could be. It reminded me of like the... Or he was supposed to go out of the ring. Or, or it was that. Either way, he came close to neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came close to neither. God. Very well said. This is like the animation that they've decided to run with in every game since when you win a ladder match. Oh, That's yeah. That's how well, you fall. the Jeff Hardy fall from what match Remember, was that? Um, was it, it had to have been the 99 that the... The with no mercy Terry Invitational with the back because they yeah. didn't they didn't win any TLC match right no. so you can be Andre the Giant in No Mercy <laughs> grab the, grab the title and then whoop 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 shit Andre the Giant <laughs> all right so backstage Booker is getting ready what's in the box what's in the box Shane what's in the box Charmel's head what awesome. what what good is one bookend. There were two bookends. There was, was two. They were together. Yeah. yeah. He, you uh, can pull them apart. Yeah. It was. They oh, were just kind of. I thought it was just one. No, one. no, but it's two bookends for all of Booker T's book. <laughs> I think oh, they said single. He's in a line. If you go back, watch some of the bits where he goes to audition for movies because The Rock is a movie star. Yeah. It is awesome. The what best one is for? the uh, Scorpion King one where Gold Dust and Booker T are each doing the bit where. It, that is later. Man, that's good shit, though. Booker well, T doing the He-Man The shit. casting director is reading what Booker's put on his application. He's like, talents. I don't need no damn talents because I'm better actor than The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Hire this man! Shit. So good. He calls somebody, he calls the actor a sucker, like in the middle of the thing. <laughs> it's so good. Booker is on point with it because he brings the title belt into the audition. I would. If you're the world champion, if I was right. going for an interview at Chick Fil A, I'd have the world heavyweight championship with me. I love this next image though. Taker, Shane, and Sarah do the walk, and Taker walking in shadow boxing. We do it for the fans. <laughs> we do. We do it for the fans. Oh, uh, this video package. All right, so oh, let's boy. talk about this. What does everyone think about the 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 way they cut this together? Comic hilarity. My my big thing, then this is odd. So when when it's revealed that it's Canyon in a DDP wig, yeah, it's he's wearing like the DDP wig of DDP's hair from like four years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, he's, he's in he's old WCW gimmick. Yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah, and Undertaker is none the wiser <laughs> for a good period of time. Man, that's DDP. because yeah, he doesn't know or care clearly. It's, DDP's like. Whatever I feel so bad. What he had to the copy he has to read about Sarah is hilarious. I so, need my Sarah. Oh god, it's so cringeworthy to read. Um, 
I, I the one bit though that's really good, and I thought this was an exceptional thing they did in this, was when they win the WWF tag team titles. Regal's like, now you're under my jurisdiction. Yeah. So guess Ooh. what? Kane and Taker in a cage. SummerSlam. Yeah. Brilliant. Says, oh, I'm going to put you in a match with the Undertaker and Cave. Walks out of frame and then comes back in and then just as casual as you like just goes, it's going to be in a cage. So here's Brilliant. some logic with that. So they're now the WWF champions so Regal can tell them what to do. Why can't Regal tell Austin to defend that belt every chance to make him yeah. lose it? It's one of those continuity. leaps of logic that would make sense within oh. this you know this this current universe of the invasion mm-hmm. if they stuck to it more often. Austin's too high up on the card. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Well, fine, take it. And he's about, and, and I think Regal jumps. Well, he does at near the end because well, it's he's, so weird. He's always WCW to me anyway. Yeah, it's just weird that he, he they do it so late in the game. But anyway, well, they do a lot of jumps. Let's just give Regal. But let's go into this weird, weird match. This is I find, and the reason I say it's weird because there were times where I'm like, you don't need That's to really explain smart. yourself. But well, there's also like, like why you think it's weird. It is. Weird. Oh, they're fucked from the start, if you ask me, as far mm-hmm. as. People because Canyon's music still going. Here comes DDP. He's just his like, music can kick in. He's he coming. can even tell them they're kind of pissed about it. Like Canyon's music is apparently more over than DDP's. It's the same music. It's just a different. Just a different. Over, different, different yeah. yeah. I, I I wish I, like is this the end of the feud? Is yes, this it? I think this that's is, the way it feels it because the, like the the obvious thing would be to trap like some, like Kane or or really it should be Kane in the cage and Taker can't find a way to get in. Because it, this is domination. It is sheer domination. Okay. Um, and another, this is another one of these. The titles are it's it, it's title for title. Doesn't that even seem like so the titles matter. matter. No, yeah. so bloody. But it's also it, what's stupid about this is okay. Taker's real smart. Let him go. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's idea, actually really right? smart. But then, like the commentators try to explain this. Oh, he was just toying with him. No, it looked like Kane had a conversation with him. He's like, you know, he I fucked was, your wife. Oh, <laughs> I was talking... He what? <laughs> Choke slam! I was talking about the where they let Canyon go. Okay, right. It's a good sense. idea because then you're the like... One, well, go ahead. One moment of this match that makes sense is that. Yeah, and see, here's my problem with it is, okay... They could have done something really fucking cool with this, and they didn't. Canyon just gets down and goes, ah, I'm out of here. Okay, well, at that point, yes, DDP is locked in the cage with Taker and Kane. But then at the same time, Taker and Kane are locked in the cage while Canyon's out there with Deborah. Ooh. And they don't do anything with that. Why do you keep calling her Deborah? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's done twice. They are interchangeable. They're wooden blonde females that I don't add up. Pick one, one over the other. Well, one yeah, was but... assaulted by Steve Austin. The other one not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we I'm go. sorry. Put her out there with Sarah, though. You done it. You... All right. So <laughs> we were deprived because, like, the thing that's the most over on this pay per view mm-hmm. is their entrance. Yeah. That Kane Taker entrance with Roland coming off of the yeah. Kane. Music is so good. But it wasn't rolling. It wasn't rolling. But it, but it was. It was. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because it looked poorly edited. They're like, we why? can the music, but here's still Fred Durst. Wait, why? Yeah, because if you look, you can still see Fred Durst in the entrance video. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I know. The they alternate. But, and, and the crowd is the same level of noise up until the time the bell rings. Mm-hmm. We've heard rolling all through. I don't get it. By the way, though, in that article, Fred Durst is mentioned because well, he's yeah. but he's in that one SmackDown game where he's he comes out of the car yeah, and he does the whole roller thing. Yeah, <laughs> is Kevin Federline yeah. ever in any of these games? I don't no, think I so. Oh man, that would have been good. But I just used sorry? to Kevin Federline. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to Federline. 
Yeah. Dude, that, that, that guy will do anything for money. He don't come cheap. <laughs> Jason Alexander, the other one, is more expensive to get than Kevin Federline. This, There's a Britney reference. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, oh, oh, did you notice how Finkel announced DDP and Canyon backwards? Yeah. He goes, Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon, and, and then apparently their tag team name is... The World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. It's <laughs> uh, a great name. It's a presumptuous tag team name. <laughs> that's oh. even better than Benjamin and Hans' that's World's Greatest Tag Team. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. Do you know that they were originally going to be called the Best Damn Tag Team Period? Oh, that's oh, good. That's a lot better. Than, that's a horrible acronym. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's really pretentious. Yeah, it is. Um, the, in the rules of this, like two men have to escape, but only one has to get pinned. See, and, and my biggest <laughs> problem with the match. It's so weird. Yeah, two men have to escape, one has to get pinned. I guess that's the way. Yeah, but the problem also, one has to get pinned. There's a referee in a cage. I fucking hate this. And this is a revenge match. And also, JR, like, remember how I told you, oh yeah, he references all the Summer Slams with ladder matches. He keeps mentioning Taker in Hell in a Cell matches, not Steel Cage right. matches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 he said, th- what did he say? He threw, sh- you know, Sean. He threw Sean off the cell or off the cage three years ago. And I'm thinking, well, he did fight Sean at SummerSlam '97 when Brett. Or no, no, no. He fought Brett and Sean was the referee. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that doesn't. No. Everyone. He talks about Armageddon, Foley, Michaels. Those are all. Hell those are all Hell in a Cell. Not Steel Cage. I can't match. really think of that many Undertaker get, cage matches. I get the feeling that this was probably a Hell in the Cell. But for some reason, they they couldn't be bothered shipping the cell all the way to San Jose. <laughs> the top of the cell got held up at Customs in Oklahoma. <laughs> customs in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how different the movie The Terminal would have been if it was Customs in Oklahoma. Oh, God, is he Tom Hanks stuck in Oklahoma? And if Jim Ross was like his antagonist, he was in the, he was in the part he was of the Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci part. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot let this guy get out of here. You, you thirsty? Sipping on a fucking diet peach. Iced tea from Sonic. You want some? Can you have none? Peach diet peach iced tea. Watch it on my iPad out next to my pool, folks. Idiot. All right, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this it's Undertaker gives a lot of big boots. Oh like, man, a lot. And boys, he is talking. No, there's yeah. the. Don't you ever touch my wife again? Did you guys ever, yes. Martin? In your lifetime, have you ever had a beating from your parents that where they were telling you the lesson as they hit you? <laughs> I can honestly say no. I guess I'm the only one from the looks I'm getting. Martin, here Martin you don't have to answer that. Because <laughs> right. it was rough. It was every syllable was a. Just a beating with that chain. Oh, what what so, was it? So if they were going to hit you for every syllable, you were praying for a punishment that didn't include the word anti-disestablishment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what was this? Uh, Can- Canyon got like a power bomb into the corner steel, yeah. and, and like I, I swear, there's little mice the all over. Oh, yeah. He takes the sting bump, but worse. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think there's little mics all over that cage because it just the slightest touch, mm-hmm. and it makes a horrendous sound. Yeah. Two JR lines. One, Paige deserves to have the crap kicked out of him. He's a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, on the on on, um, the cane choke slam to Canyon. He's like, nice flight, bad landing, no peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) I was was the bit that slayed me. (laughs) I was I was waiting for Heyman. Heyman did not chime in. Heyman has the best line at the end. He's like, the alliance. 
Ah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it just cuts off whatever he's saying. <laughs> well, because all night he'd been going, the Alliance applauds, X, Y, Y, guys. Wonderful. Good. It was so like he good. was trying to recruit. <laughs> but yeah, it is just an all-out murder of DDP in Canyon. Mm-hmm. Mostly DDP. That last ride, too, man. Oh, yeah. And yet Ooh. this still isn't the worst tag team match these two are going to No, 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 no. Because oh. what's funny is they kind of set it up for that. Did you notice? Like They're like, there's, it's going to take... Like a tag team, like they kind of hype up. It's gonna have to take some type of tag team to beat these guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. I forget who says somebody. I think Jr. says it because he also has the line at the end of the paper. He's setting up unforgiveness. Yeah. Like, this will be unforgiven. It's like it's so stupid. This so cute Metallica just play you out. Um, <laughs> Not even the good one too. You unforgiven or two. three. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Everyone does. All right, so I I, I I mentioned this earlier. This is now actually when it happens backstage. The Rock avoids Stasiak in the doc's office. That's the best one. Yes. Because he goes off camera. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gone. We go to shots of both locker rooms. Everyone's sitting around in their various Mm t-shirts. What's funny is, like, they do this now, but they don't come back to it in the middle of the match or anything like that. You notice how they don't cut back to it, so it's just like it's... They don't cut... Three they don't come back to it at the end of it either. But, and this is this is going with the pervies, the guys who set up the framing for this, the Alliance locker room is kind of from the back, and they were smart enough keyboard in the back. Yes. I mean, like they were like, I mean, just putting it there because they had no presence on this pay-per-view whatsoever. No. So. Let's dig into this video package. Hmm. It is Kurt Angle and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF title. Federation title on the line. 
video package is amazing it is so like and and like they do a lot of cheesy gimmicks with the the editing but Mm -hmm. it's still very good do they play Rey Mysterio's music in this one too yeah Yeah. but you get you get Austin being like the leader of the new Nexus getting everybody to beat the shit out of themselves and punishing everyone at that little bit there are parts that come off better than I remembered like he like what he's trying to do as a heel Mm -hmm. And what's funny is, like, if... And, and you can tell how the audience reacts. Like, this is still very much 96, 97 Austin. Just, you know, it's just redone again in 2001. He's still just being really aggressive. And uh, they just throw in a little bit more of the bullying. But um, what would you guys think of Austin's theme? This is yeah. the... This, they, on the Raw, like, they had given him that bad, really bad First Alliance theme. This is the second one. I don't remember the first one. I the first one was one. really slow. It was, <laughs> it was only in <laughs> one of the, the glass games. glass breaking yeah. even sounds muted. Yeah. It sounds like if Austin ever went to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this would be oh his song. God. Yeah. Colt Cabana's a champion to face Stone Cold Steve Austin for the Ring of Honor. Yeah. What they're going to do, they're going to have a podcast off right in the middle of it. I'd be like Cold Stone Brian Houston. Cold Stone Brian Houston. His finishing move is called the Creamy Stunner. Uh, um, Martin, what did you think of like Austin and, and the heel run that he was now put in, like uh, post-invasion? Um, time has... Um, give me a new perspective on Austin as a heel because at the time I hated it because I wanted to cheer this guy yeah. looking back on it with like 15 years of hindsight it's actually pretty cool some of it is yeah, yeah. yeah um, I like, Austin as a heel is like just hyper aggressive that... like, like a snake like a rattlesnake but then he comes off as a coward but I think th- th- there's there's so, I, the problem is like they're trying to do that to keep him as a heel because if you keep doing the hyper aggressive Jesus He's going to go right back to being babyface again. Mm-hmm. It'll just re- revolve right back into it. There's got to be a better way to get heat. There this has is something to be. that WWE heels, certainly of this time and to some degree now, do. They're all kinds of heel all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. They're hyper aggressive, but yet also cowardly. They're smart, but also dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to, for them to pick a heel and stick with it. Yeah, it's like. T- like you could take a heel from the 80s, like Andre, when Andre was doing his heel run, he didn't do this. Ted DiBiase, technically he did it, but he found a way around it. He would just pay other people to take the beatings for him. It's like, hey, there's there's ways to go about it other than just, I don't want it. No, that's no good. 
In this match, I, I I don't think he does he does a tremendous amount of he attacks the refs. Yeah, you know, that's not a cowardly thing. That's sure smart. Is. He's tra- well, it's smart, but he attacked refs all the time when he was. But, yeah, but he's but he's trying to do it to get disqualified. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I I always particularly love this. Whoever eats the stunner at WrestleMania 13 and just just Kyoto, <laughs> he just crumples he, into he, himself. Uh, he, Austin lands on Kyoto's leg. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Angle though, Kurt Angle building up to this mm-hmm. just looked great. He had some. Um, he had the match. He did have the match with Booker. I know we had the match. Like he looked great with RVD. They had some really good um, chemistry in their hardcore match. Angle's still building up strong. He's looking great over this summer. With um, with what he's got going on, and this match is very fascinating because it's it's the it's the ultimate moment where he looks really strong, mm-hmm. super strong, and getting his ass totally kicked for most of the match. And mm-hmm. fucking bleeding like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. It is in the floor uh, where the around those fans. I'd be like, hey, someone you needs to mop that up. You can see a guy in in the background wiping that barricade uh, after all that shit happens with a towel. Yeah, yeah. So let's dig into this. What do you guys think of this match? Because this is one that's heralded a lot for this year and of both guys' careers. It should have been last. Absolutely. A, a lot of drama. I mean, like, a, a lot more drama than the main event. But it was, like you said, like, Kurt Angle still comes off, even though he lost, he looked like a champ because Austin just beats him. He, well, he wins. He wins technically. You know what I mean? He Lex Luger 93 is it. Yeah, but he... SummerSlam tradition. Uh, he uh, where's the confetti? Yeah, he just the beating that he took, the bloodiness and everything. The fact he keeps kicking out three stunners. Yeah, that's huge. It took two. To, it took three to put the rock down. And he yeah. kicked out of the third. Yeah, technically that, he only kicks out of two. Right. That's I know they made them. Heyman makes that mistake. I think he's the one who calls right. it. He kicked out of three. It is only two. I can yeah. see where they could get caught up in it. I think he stuns me. He goes out of the he ring. He goes. He yeah, rolls right, right out of the ring. Yeah. Um, I think this is far and away the best match on the card. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And probably Kurt Angle's best showing, I think, that we've seen on the podcast yet. Better than the Shane Street fight? It's up there. See, well, it's I, up. I don't think it's a better match than mm-hmm. that. But that match is very one sided. Yeah. Between uh, Kurt just beating the living shit out of Shane. Like, Shane doesn't get to do a whole lot of offense, but the match still is a, is a classic. Kurt takes a beating from a well established guy, mm-hmm. kicks out of two stunners. And continuously locks in the ankle lock whenever he can. Like the the, the story of the match is, is phenomenal. I think this match is the first time that I really see Kurt Angle as oh yeah, this guy's yeah. a main eventer. Easily. Martin, what are your thoughts on the match? Um yeah, this is when you think back of Kurt Angle, this version of Kurt Angle is the one that you think of. Not the the rather goofy which is still entertaining, but the, not the goofy angle from when he debuted, the crybaby, etc. This, like, super serious, legit, hard-ass, you know, wrestling machine. That's a good point. This is the first I've really seen of that. Uh-huh. And that's what Kurt Angle... That's He's right. That That's how I remember Kurt. And I think that... This, they, I this think, match... Oh. Sorry. This match feels like a double turn, but without a double turn. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, if... if Austin had gone into this as a face, but did what he did and turned heel in the match. And he, Angle went in as the heel and turned face. You completely buy it from the story of this match. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it cements everybody's roles going forward. And Austin's bumping like a champ. Yeah, he's yeah. working hard. He's yeah. Considering like all the talk of Austin's real-life paranoia backstage, which I like is actually one of the reasons he gives for turning originally. 
you know, in the in the video package when he's shooting glances at Vince, as he, you know, you were grooming Angle to be the WWF champion. God, I love the oh, like when he hugs Vince. He has that look. Just yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, everything about this is great. Um, just uh, the when uh, Angle gives the ankle up to Austin, well, Austin's draped over the barricade. That's the oh. best. Tap you son of a bitch! <laughs> Fucking cool visual, and then he drags Austin by yeah, the foot into the ring. I thought he was gonna like, tell you, slam that it takes on the phenomenal steps. work by Austin mm-hmm. to also yeah. to be able Up to steps. Yeah, because like, how many suplexes Germans does Austin take on the back neck? Well, there were seven. seven within just a few minutes. I think there's one more later on. Yeah, but yeah. but if you notice, um, I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of how these moves work. Austin always lands on his shoulder blades at no yeah. point does it hit his neck. That's a testament to both guys and yeah. just how safe they were. Because he's got to lift Austin up enough to, for Austin to have enough room to get his shoulders right. out there. Well, he goes yeah. lower. I mean, like, he's really low on him compared to where he normally is. Benoit like, was able to pull these off, too, with him, too. Mm-hmm. That's what's really That's interesting. Match. Yeah. Um, I almost thought we were going to get an Austin Conrana. At one point, but it turned into a, for a second. The hurricane, oh no! The hurricane runner. Because you notice, like he puts him on the top rope, and like he he's not. And I was like, oh god, he mm-hmm. he's not putting him in the superplex. Yet. I was like, he's wrestling hard. <laughs> but am I over yet? Alas, we get that a great, um, great superplex. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, and then what does Austin follow it up with? He follows it up immediately with something. Right um, after that superplex, does he just pick him up and stun? Oh him God, right no! After that? Remember yeah. what happens? Like it—it's awesome. Like um, Angle does something, he gets up, and Austin trips him into the turnbuckle and breaks his nose. It looks like, yeah, because he's bleeding from it, and it's oh my! It's just—he wrestles it just like I'm just. Oh, it's so angry mm-hmm. the entire time. His aggression, even like the I, there's a lot of very audible. Huh? What do you think? Huh? <laughs> what do you think of that? Huh? So good. They do. Uh, he suplexes him several times on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Overhead. Yeah. And just like, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, yeah. The, the crowd is very pro Austin still. Mm-hmm. When they go out there, it is it is visibly they are they are they are cheering him and applauding his work in this. Um, which again, like, it's, you, you, can't you just can't fight. Yeah. I mean, in the end, was the whole thing a mistake to go? Yes. But I do like that. Um, he tries to like. Well, I'm just going to go hyper aggressive on on a baby face. It's yeah. not like I can't cheer for Kurt Angle, right? Right. You know, it's like. Well, I remember. I remember ordering this, wanting Austin to win, but I wasn't going to be upset if Kurt. If Kurt. I mean, won. the way this this story they tell is a classic baby face heel. Like the way you get your baby face like as much sympathy as possible is just to beat the living piss out of him because the crowd has to align with him at that mm-hmm. point right they have to it's the mistake they've made with Roman Reigns because nobody buys see, it see that's the point I'm making but he doesn't ever really get the shit beat out of him not he, like this he gets pummeled and then he, he comes gets, up and not sells and he gets dragged under the bottom rope at the Royal Rumble <laughs> and he walks backstage he's dragged backstage I need a minute why doesn't everybody just do that because well, he couldn't just take a Roman think, Reigns nap do you think Vince should have made an appearance in this match it's He's been off TV though since like right after the invasion. I, there's a huge. Should he have, it's a huge part of the storyline. Should he have made an appearance? Yeah. It, all right. So here's the thing. If you put him here, you have to take Shane out of Booker and Rock. But you need. I think you needed Shane in that match when we talked about it because it's the only way like to kind of build some kind of odds against the Rock because the, the, he looks clearly dominant over Booker T this mm-hmm. entire time, which is a damn shame. Yeah. 
Booker ain't pinning the rock. No. Yeah. Um, I do love, we get the moonsault from Angle. It's great. Yeah. It yeah. Austin tried to get a, a knee up. No, Austin just forgot to put his knees down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JR call, says that Angle's going for the ankle lock while he's going up for the moonsault. Yep. And he also says Angle's going commando on Come Austin. On yeah. yeah. He's going commando. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a new variation on this spot. I forgot they did this. They do the million dollar dream spot again. I, dude. I don't remember this. I don't, but I remember hearing about it. I didn't realize that he maintained after the pin, after the kickout, mm-hmm. he still has it locked in on. Him. Right. I, this was the one time I could have believed that he would pass out. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it looked like a legit. Like it looked like just a really good spot. And the way he wrenches yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy in the front row who marks out. Yeah. When Austin walks. Yeah. I heard there's a guy named the Ringmaster did this move. See, yeah. 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 That's the only part. Yeah. Because Jared goes, I, we haven't seen this since the and guy he, named the Ringmaster. And he did. calls it the Cobra Clutch. Yeah. We saw it at 17. Yeah. We just yeah. with with the exactly. Rock. Just this started. exact spot. Um. <laughs> The um, the ref spots now, so we can talk. Here we go. Okay. This is hysterical. The first time, it legit looks like an accident. Just fuck you. Austin just got I, I wrote up. Yeah, Austin smokes Earl Hebner. Yeah, like, just, and everyone applauds. <laughs> yes. Dumbass. Stun- earlier on when Austin goes for the belt, and Earl kind of just rips it out of his hands. And I'm there thinking... I guarantee off camera that it was turned around and he's getting $20 for that belt. <laughs> <laughs> WWF doesn't believe it. Austin <laughs> <No. laughs> awesome. stuns Kyoto. I like how Tim White tries to take the belt away. Nope, no, he eats eat it. it. <laughs> Go back to that friendly tap. I do love though. I think it's awesome what Nick Patrick does because it's exactly what a ref should do. Yeah, the other ref should have come out immediately. Well, what he does, he counts, he kind of counts one. Yeah, I, that's the only thing. But he doesn't thing. even... It, now you know what I'm mean. like, <laughs> It's like Nick Patrick forgot the finish again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I when he's all right. So he rings the bell. Austin escapes with the bell. I love when Angle puts the ankle lock on Nick Patrick because Jr. just loses it. He's like, break his damn ankle. Yeah, <laughs> break it. Angle has fucked. Jr. With- was still cut up about the fuck up at Starcade '97. Yes, <laughs> he, he zeroed in. He's, he goes on to say, Angle has fought with every damn fiber in his goddamn bone marrow. Yeah. <laughs> his bone. He also calls the match a blatant shafting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He, like, so to tie in, like, how you're talking about Austin's a coward, the thing that doesn't, that, that I think doesn't work is that Ang- or JR's like, Austin knows he can't beat Kurt Angle. No. I was like, I, I have a hard time yeah. believing that. I have a very hard time <laughs> believing that. Well, there's this weird moment after uh, Kurt kicks out of the last stunner, and then Kurt like starts crawling up like Sean at 26. He almost pulls oh, off his pants now. I'm going to beat your dick. But it, it's just bizarre. And it it, it kind of gives you this air of, oh, maybe Kurt's realizing he can't beat Austin. <laughs> I never liked when wrestlers do that. I hate it. I Throughout all of time... Well, Every wrestler done that. I've just done that. Well, the I, worst is help. when Taker does it with Sean, and they're both helping each other up and yeah. like leaning against each other. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, I mean, what the hell are we doing? Man, help me! I help you! Every it's damn spot. From it's, the <laughs> it's not gay. What, it's not Martin? Really screwed that up. It's not pro wrestling. It's gay. That's <laughs> right. He pulls a British bulldog from SummerSlam '92. <laughs> Fuck me! I forgot everything. <laughs> I'm full. I'm fucked, Brad. I'm fucked. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Super flex <laughs> off the top. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 oh, you 
vomit it all under the I ring. I cannot wait till he talks about that match on his podcast. Like, oh, this is the best it's match. The best ever. match ever. <laughs> ever. Like, I asked Vince if he wanted to know the finish. He said no, and I said, you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I fucking love that match. I was there. For like, that. What? You were at Wembley? Yeah. No. Dude, you have to take a moment to tell us, like, Dude, what was that Dude, please, like? please, because that's one of the best matches. It really is. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we were, like, really at the back of the stadium. It was like there was three three rows behind us, and then that was it, on the yeah. upper tiers. So, but the atmosphere was just fantastic. You know, just as a nine-year-old kid, just watching your two heroes just, um, just fight. Dueling chants, never heard dueling chants before. Oh, cool. Um, and it made a event. It was... Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, Where we were, we were actually be, um, above the gorilla position as well. Oh, that no end, way. It's somewhat open top, so we could see like them preparing the Undertaker's so, hearse. So you could see Legion bikes. of Doom, like, or, yeah. when they, and then, what is it, Animal burned his leg on the bike? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's like talking to somebody that was at Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah, like, because, like, that's... The, like, in America, like, Wembley, Pontiac, they have, like, a mythical quality. Yeah. With, with, well, with, up until this mania just gone, it was the WWF's biggest, you know, legit biggest crowd, 82,000 people. Wow, they never trump that, though. They always make it, like... They make it... Well, they inflate the Pontiac numbers. It's gotta happen. They they did a takeover there, Mm -hmm. so they've gotta... They've gotta do it at some point, right? They have to. I agree. I think it's getting closer and closer and closer that we'll see... Pay-per-view. Well, we wait for it every yeah. year when they announce. They're the playing next. damn football over there. Why can't they have a damn pay-per-view? I mean that. That's... And a pay-per-view that's canon. They know exactly yeah. right. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember having to rent those because uh, they would come out in the stores on tape. Uh, oh, the, this was in uh, this was in England, but it doesn't count. It's like Insurrection yeah. or Rebellion, yeah. Insurrection. And it was the first time I ever saw Austin do the double stunner to Triple H and Shane. <laughs> it's. It, during this heel run with Austin, it's I think it um, I think it's an insurrection. It's the one that just follows uh, WrestleMania when he's heel. He gives Taker that you know that thing where he's draped on the the, the middle rope and he uh, drops the um, you know so it's he where he drops on their your, back. Yeah, you drop yeah. your leg. Oh, the, the boss man attack. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Austin's knee brace like cut Taker's ear almost completely off, and then like they're they're talking like sorry, Mark. <laughs> like well, you've done it now. I can't hear a thing. This is. Because um, Taker then gets a plastic surgeon, they pop him full of some stuff. He's on the plane. That's when Kurt and Vince were wrestling. Oh, and that's why Taker was when he woke nope. up. <laughs> what the hell? Dragon sleeper. <laughs> Taker and care of business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like how off topic. Our, our Taker is slowly turning into Elvis Presley. <laughs> um, you got to do some TCB. This is a fried peanut butter and vanilla sandwich. Mm. This is a great match, and it really serves it's both awesome. guys very well, I think. Mostly Kurt Angle, though, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I, I think it's a four out of five. And, like, yeah, and this is strong. I wrote it. I had like a page and a half of notes on that. This next match, I have half a page because I was so underwhelmed going into I think into I started getting dressed to come over here while that match was going on. But so, we can still talk about so it. So let's head into it. Video package, Rock versus Booker. Vince McMahon. 
WCW champion, Rock. I came out here tonight to challenge your punk ass to a match at SummerSlam. Booker T, you want to go one-on-one with the great one at SummerSlam? Allow The Rock to think for one second. Well, congratulations, because you're going one-on-one with the great one at SummerSlam. The Rock returns the pay-per-view at SummerSlam. The Rock could be the next WCW champion. Can you smell it? Can you feel it? He's been gone for months, but The Rock is back, and he's WWF all the way. I'm the WCW champion, sucker. Booker T, quickly on top of the people's champion. I'm going to take his punk ass straight to school. Booker T is dominating The Rock. Booker T just gave The Rock the rock bottom. Look out. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. That's the bookend. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Booker T sending a long, physical, lasting message to the people's champion. to stop the real people's self from laying the smacking down on the rocks candy eggs. The rock will not forget. The rock will be a SummerSlam. And by God, he's coming from Booker T's ass. The rock is gonna walk in SummerSlam. The rock is gonna walk out WCW champion. Tonight, you're going home with the rock's black boots shut right up your ass. Um, once again, the locker room is watching this with uh, bated breath. Um, what so Booker it, T calls himself the book. Yeah. So yeah. they t- they're fully embracing it. What they were doing in WCW before the buyout had happened. Yeah. Like, What's crazy is Jr. refuses to put over the bookend. He was legitimately doing the bookend. Yeah. That's the rock bottom. The rock bottom rock come from. <laughs> this is this is definitely a case of you are having to follow a match of the year candidate and. You're gonna. They try to have a lot of energy, but the problem is like, Rock could only pull that off with a couple of different people. Austin being one of them, Triple H being another at times. But they it they they give it their damnedest. It's just a match that tries to hinge on. Well, we'll stack the odds against the Rock. Shane interferes. This and that. They had bitched WCW people out so much yeah. where he yeah. had he wasn't a credible threat. Non-factor. <laughs> Can He's we, a Deborah. Can we talk about Booker T for a second? Was sure. was Booker T knocked out for a little bit? Because The oh. Rock hits him with a DDT, covers him. Charles Robinson stops at two and a half. Booker T never moved. I saw. I thought there was a, another one of those. Yeah, he never moved, and and Booker like like very slow to get up. Yeah, and it was a nasty looking DDT too. Do you think we're because I watched this just. Last night you watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. When did you watch SummerSlam? I watched the last the last half of it last night. Is it the last few years of The Rock's appearances? Are do you think they're impacting our opinions of these matches? Going back and watching, I'll tell you, I really didn't have much interest in this. A lot of it, I think, had to do with Thirty Two. I think I, it, I think you're, I think it does. Although in the, in context, like part of it seems like this is. 
we we, we weren't big fans of The Rock at the time anyway. No, no, no. I I, st- I never like. I remember when Austin left. I was like, okay, I have to. I should embrace this guy, right? I'm like, I like I him. I like him, but he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I don't know if The Rock ever really was the guy, even in 2000. Like, he's mm-hmm. sharing a lot of it, even though he's the champion. He's sharing a lot of that with Triple H, and it seems like in 2001, like, even his attitude is after WrestleMania 17. I'm done. Like, yeah. Well, that's because he he's game. gone. Yeah. And then he comes back. Well, I mean, it's almost I probably copied WWF. what we're, yeah, what we're getting now. In WWF, I'm like, I've heard this yeah. recently. I will never leave the WWF again for the next 18 months. Right. And then I'll be gone for how many years? I mean, seven. Yeah. He is arguably the most athletic I, at the time. I And I even think, maybe the exception of Randy Orton, the most athletically gifted wrestler that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Not the best technician by any means. Like, no. But he can do things... Like at like with his size and frame, like his kip up, his kip up is even better than Sean's because it's quicker, mm-hmm. it's faster to his feet. Sean makes it look. Sean adds a bit of theatricality right. to it, uh, but I love the way Booker does it with the spoon or the spinner. Spoon or a fork or Rooney. Oh man, you're forked. Oh, no. Right into the 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 Fork or Rooney. But, but he um, locks in that smooth shooter again. Yeah, yeah. Shit, or I, I shit shooter. The attitude the error. Shot shooter. The shot shooter. Oh, oh, that's, that's it. it. just dropped it. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Hashtag shart shooter. That's what's going on. Shart shooter. Was that born out of Owen's death? Is that where that Probably. came from? Uh, yeah, because Rock and Owen were close. But it seems like Owen was close to everybody. You know, like Jeff Jarrett. Who's... Mm. Is Jeff Jarrett doing a cash for gold scheme? Yeah, apparently like, so. Like, I thought it was a joke at first, but then I read a little bit more into it. He's serious. Well, okay, we we can't jump on mayhem too much. I mean, because Flair's done a, a title loan commercial, Dusty's done title loan commercials. Let Jeff Jarrett do his cash he, for gold. I think can you still buy Ric Flair scratch cards? I think so. We got to go to North Carolina to get them, but you can. Woo! Yeah, I think it's the Woo Million or something like that. Um. Mayhem. Rock ends up getting the win here with the. Um, I miss him. I do kind of miss Mayhem Jeff Jarrett. Oh, we're not yeah, seeing him for ever, <laughs> ever again. Well, it's good we couldn't miss him until he went away because right. we loved him. He got old. Now he's not here, and we want him back. So uh, Shane, Shane. Ha- oh, let's talk about Shane. Yeah, he, yeah. he does a little bit of business here. Uh, uh, what does he do? He, he he blatantly pulls Robinson's feet. Oh yeah, entering the ring. And, and Charles, I do love that Charles Robinson tries to be like the one like impartial. Alliance. I thought rally. that was weird too. So I forgot he was Alliance. Yeah. yeah. And, until they mention it. And then uh, Shane the gets white a, polo didn't give it Shane gets a rock. Yeah. Shane gets a rock bottom uh, on the outside. And, th- and then a close light from, from hell as yeah. well. Uh, oh yeah. On the outside. Uh, yeah. You thought I forgot, and I actually did. I was like, Why are they in the shower, out? Shane? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looking a little sweaty. Yep. Yeah. Big mistake. <laughs> of a naked Bradshaw, Sean stays yakking his way through the locker room. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh, smacking into a giant naked Mabel. <laughs> just threw up in my just, mouth just there. Two steaks just being thrown together. It's <laughs> 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 not prime beef, I'll tell you. My sacrifice. Because <laughs> when you are with me. We're coming up on that. Day. My breath. <laughs> We have to do a periscope of us karaokeing that song. We and heard then, it enough. Yeah. Didn't it start with him singing on a bus? Like, wasn't it like Scott Wal- Scott Weiland? Take Scott, that back. Like, that music video was weird. <laughs> Remember the other song? Her, um, One I'm last six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking. Oh God! 
Man. All right. Um, Weathered, indeed. Rock, Rock winning the belt. JR goes way yeah. overboard calling it's Fucking A right. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock, death of WCW is complete. Rock, in his return to pay-per-view, has become WCW champ on his first attempt. But this will not be unforgiven. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> on his first attempt. Is that a Barry of Angle and Jericho? Like... Guys that tried to get it on their first try? I, th- I think so. It's so weird. Like, yeah, I, I, I just... Rock disappears. I mean, this is typical for the next 15 years. Disappears for a long period of time. Comes back. Wins a major title. Mm-hmm. Well, like next year when he leaves, oh my it's God. Taker Angle. Comes back. Inserts himself into that match. Wins. And it's Brock versus Rock. Yeah. That's all I was there for. I don't care for Rock until uh, his feud with Austin at 19. The heel. That's rock. the best version yeah. that of Hollywood, the rock. Hollywood yeah. rock is Hollywood yeah. rock is the best. Is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> like that was so good. And it's that promo that he cuts on Austin at Raw. Yeah. Where he talks about why he left for Hollywood and why it's better. It is scathing. Yeah, it's and that's that's where some of the best rock stuff Because is. it feels like we're hearing what we believe is the real rock. Yeah. yeah what, what he probably, what he really thought at the time. Yeah. Um, and still does. It's wild. Possibly. That, that um, I, I think they learned a lesson too because the WCW title means just so very little at this point. Like mm-hmm. him winning the belt, like it doesn't elevate it. They any. can put it in the I main event. I think they kind of, when they do the brand extension, they're like, all right, keep these belts on separate shows. That way right. then we can build something around them. Well, there's only one belt for a, little for bit a while yeah. and then until it's one, the, he just bounces around there, there's he's one the TV champion yeah <laughs> what's up Martin um the whole one belt undisputed championship thing I think lasts around about six months yeah I, mean, <sighs> I think it's Brock wins it uh-huh. Brock wins it has his feud with Taker and then it it's September of 2002 when they bring in the triple I liked yeah. some, I liked that belt that Brock had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big gold belt. Yeah. That's, you, you still see that belt in uh, WWE video. I see games. guys ready to defend it to house shows all the time. Yeah. Or <laughs> pay per views. They're ready. They had. They bring that with them. That's the one you get for only like ninety five bucks at the live shows. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting that uh, for a period of time, the WWF champion was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the WCW champion was The Rock. And they totally missed this. Like, if you had Here's done an this, that could have been your SummerSlam main event. Mm-hmm. Is to have that on the line, and you know. Make it title for title, or maybe not. I don't know, but still, it's like when you look at like it's always fun to look at where SummerSlam ends up after where WrestleMania ended. Like, how do you do, you do something that picks up from there? And they've kind of gotten away from that not nowadays and everything. But, but at this point, you've had two WrestleManias where these two main evented, and then countless other times. I mean, it kind of would have been old hat, but at least the WCW title would have added. It, something to it. I don't think it was that. They they had they had done backlash. Um, backlash and Degeneration X in your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they that's pretty much it. So it's it, not like Orton and Cena. No, right, it's true. Right or Triple H Rock, which then again, they it's didn't funny do any, how we can get tired of that match man. at the time, <laughs> but we want it so bad now. Like yeah. to have one. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say that now. <laughs> yeah. So overall, this show. It, what do you think? It's oh, it's okay. I think it's better as a whole, I think, than Invasion. Yeah. But still, like for SummerSlam, this feels like Unforgiven. It doesn't feel like SummerSlam. I agree. Yeah, I think it has one truly great match and a couple of good matches, and then the rest is just mediocre. 
Mm. You know, I don't think there's anything particularly bad. No, and that's a testament. That's a good. That's really good because there's plenty of potential for bad. Yeah. with a lot of these guys. Yeah, and there's only seven matches. Yeah, compared to Invasion was what eleven? No, eight. Was it eight? I thought there was only seven. It's eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot less than their little trip to be like WCW last pay per view would just fucking get them all in there. Yeah. Um, was this the first SummerSlam they used that logo? The one that stuck around for a long time? I think 2000. 2000, yeah. yeah Thank you. Mark, I do like Mark. that. I still, which SummerSlam was it? Uh, it was either 98 or 99. It was probably 99 where it was a regular S and then a backwards S right next to it. You remember that? Oh. Mm. Like, Yeah, they, um, I think that was 98. Highway to Hell? Was it Highway to Hell? Yeah. It might have been Highway to Hell. I, I can't remember... They, they might have used it for both, mm. but that yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the like the DVD covers for him. Oh, the yeah. DVD cover for '98. Oh, it's a drawing. SummerSlam, they're like Godzilla size. Yeah. yeah, like that. Oh man, that pay per view was just amazing. But that and and I, do you remember like the simplicity that they had to deal with with Madison Square Garden, uh, with their ring entrance for yeah. some reason? Yeah, I, but, I love the MSG. So I do too. Like I loved that gate. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think it was WrestleMania 2000. You had the SummerSlam, uh, the video game WrestleMania 2000. You had the SummerSlam 98 gate, and it would mm-hmm. open up, and it just, and, and it was all red. It was like Kane's paper. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> oh. I remember the summer, the commercials for SummerSlam were the first kind of tongue-in-cheek humor commercials. I remember them doing to promote the stuff and not being too serious. Because there was the one where they're all playing baseball, right? And it was like really fun. Because and it kicked off the troop. Yeah, it's like it's, here's our it's our party, and then there was because uh, it led to one of my favorites down the road, the Royal Rumble, where it's she- uh, Jets, Jarks versus can't even talk now, Sharks versus Jets with the little musical number. It's going to be a rumble tonight. Oh right, those were good. Oh, uh, two thousand five. Yeah, like, bam. But yeah, of the major <laughs> uh, WWF WWE pay per views, this is the only one I've never been to live. I've always wanted to go to a SummerSlam. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, and hopefully can one day. Martin, what are your thoughts overall on this show? Um, SummerSlams for me always tend to get a pass because of some, for how some people like view WrestleMania, I kind of view SummerSlam because SummerSlam '89 was the first WWF I ever watched. So that and it hooked me from then. Was that the powers? first one I ever, you know, first wrestling I ever attended? Um, so, so SummerSlam, just by virtue of it still existing, kind of gets a pass. I like this show. It's coming off of back of like a seven-hour mania, where by the end of it, I was screaming for the show to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this was this was a relatively easy watch. Um, nothing sucked. Um, everything was at, at least good. Yeah, which is all you can ask for. There was no, no. Uh, yes, there was filler, but it was entertaining filler. No, overlong backstage, you know, crap. I, I like this. And to be honest, a couple of on or two or three on paper dream matches: RVD, Jeff Hardy. Before going in, DDP Canyon versus Taker and Kane. Yeah. As, an, mm-hmm. as a WCW guy, you look at that, uh, yeah. you know, without yeah. anything around it, and think, holy shit. Um, and then Rock Booker T, which was like the playground fight. Yeah, you know, it was always well. Yeah, you know, if you're picking guys People to go fight against over each that? other from the <laughs> rosters, you'd go Booker T and Rock. People fought over that match. Not fought, but you know that's oh. the kind of 
you know, if you were you know fantasy fantasy booking <laughs> WCW versus WWF. So so Stone Cold no, uh, Oi, oi, I'm Booker. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, what were they were they fighting over? Had to be, you got? I'm the Rock. No, I'm the Rock. <laughs> you can't have two rocks. On a side note, because I'm curious, because I, I don't remember which one. What was the main event of SummerSlam '89? Which one was that? Uh, well, that was Hogan and Beefcake against Zeus and the Macho King. Oh my God! That's not the cage match, right? No, no, because I like that match. Pay per view. Oh man, that's right. That's right. They, because that cage match, they—if you ordered no holds barred on pay per view, you would get that match that aired right after the movie. Like, it was a package deal. That's awesome. And, and if you get No Holds Barred on Blu-ray now, one of the special features is that cage match. Nice. Yeah. Which, because yeah. I always saw watch that cage match, but I don't really remember the actual God, that movie is a match. fucking good movie. Oh, I like No Holds Barred. Murder we might <laughs> We might have to do that. Which reminds me, for our movies, I almost picked Suburban Commando. I came <laughs> real close. Because I am a huge fan of that. I want to see Countdown. I'm. I do. It is. Is Scotty that the one with Ambrose? It's no, the one with Rusev with his gun. Isn't yeah, it? Rusev with a gun. It's Dolph. It's sudden death, but instead of Van yes. Damme, it's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. It they remade sudden death, but it's it a, it's a WWE event. Kane and Dolph are cops who aren't wrestlers, but they're at WWE live event, and it's Rusev with like Martin Rusev with a fucking gun. It's a diehard movie. Yeah. Oh, I have to see yeah. it. And, and, and yeah, Ziggler's super I, kicks I, I want yeah. to see this movie. Because originally, my most wanted WWE movie to see was that shitty one with Dean Kane and the Big Show. <laughs> the one with it's Big, Big Show. Show versus Superman. Like I have to see this in prison. Yeah. In prison. It's like Chain Heat, but with dudes. I had no idea that was a diehard movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I have to see. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Because I love Sudden Death. Holy shit, that's a good movie. It is. Moving on from this show, obviously we'll get into plugs and all that in a second here with this. Um, One thing I want to talk about, it it was fascinating this week with WrestleMania because we saw a couple of... What's that? You didn't say if you liked the show. Oh, oh, no, I kind of chimed in with you. My opinion is very much similar to... I I liked it. It's it's hard for me because I love SummerSlam 91. That's one of my favorite SummerSlams of all time. Perfect. And I'm trying to think... Uh, SummerSlam 90... Is really good too. Because Rude and Warrior, Rude Warrior, Hogan yeah. and Earthquake. Yeah, good Hogan and Earthquake God. had a decent match there. Hogan wins with a body slam on the table and count out. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yes. got to keep his, got to keep Tenta's heat. No, I, like making him a main eventer, like that was pretty interesting. But what would you give this on a number? On a number, I'd I'd give it a solid. I'd give it a seven and a half. Okay. I think it's very. I still think it's a very solid show overall. Mm-hmm. I think they had a tough act. I think they were. It was an against all odds type of pay per view. Like it. It's stuck in a weird spot. Like you're following. You're. You're gonna have to live up as the second to WrestleMania 17. So you have to be almost at that level, and you have to follow what happened at the end of Invasion, which killed off a vast population of wrestling fans for a long period of time. Yeah. So, what I was gonna say is, um, it's fascinating with the end with WrestleMania this past week. There we saw the end of, um, and I feel like we have to mention like the Attitude Era podcast was very significant for a lot of people. This show couldn't exist. There are a lot of shows that can't exist without what those guys did, and it's a real testament to what they accomplished. Maybe opinions can differ, like you know, like what they what they view as one thing, we can view as another. It's totally fine. It's just a testament. It's great work that they did over two years, I think. Uh, three. 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 Mm-hmm. They did a phenomenal job covering it and really brought a lot of humor to it that 
to this day now when we watch wrestling like we'll we'll make jokes um that are referencing that so it's a real testament of those guys and i can't wait to see what they pop out with i if they i would love to see them hit more wcw just to have the the alteration with us and everything is is really neat but um real um really wanted to acknowledge him there are a couple podcasts too that i check out if you get a chance the if they're the gore horseman podcast i heard about that they're Horror so movies? what they do movies and it's wrestling. brilliant they take a month like a random month and a random year and they'll do a wrestling pay-per-view and a horror movie that came out the same month so for like nice. a, for two hours you're gonna get a wrestling show and then a horror movie this is the first one they did it's up there go look them up on twitter it's king of the ring 95 and leprechaun 3 mm-hmm. i like leprechaun 3 that's the one in vegas yes that's one of the better it's, leprechaun movies. they do a, they have a great show they use the great work with clips they have a good chemistry go listen to Bravo. it yeah <laughs> they're got like from i've listened to half the first episode already they're guys that like like once they get it down it's gonna be. And really I respect lucky. anyone who has their kid in a room yeah, and no having shit. to do a podcast because that is not easy to do. Yeah, we can't do. This. Not well. At least not why, right now. Why it's not ready for it yet? Um, the <laughs> we, other. We scared him. Did we tell you? Oh yeah, we we, we marked out when Austin came out. Yeah. Gut and all. Man. He was so well behaved the entire time until Austin came out and we screamed and and he started crying. Yeah. Still <laughs> mad. So we didn't know whether to keep watching the pay per view or help. Is, is Wyatt bolt her over the heel turn? <laughs> Boom! I, I don't know what to say about that part. <laughs> no, uh, he's like six and a half months, man. They cut him some slack. <laughs> I like how you leaned. Like, I just yeah, he's you right there. Look, I I have to do that. It helps me visualize that Martin's right here. Next time, we're, I need you to send us a picture. We're just going to print it out and tape it on the computer so that Legit, when we... all you need is uh, one of the comic book guy action figures, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, you said... Did you cut your hair? You were... Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm oh, it'd be nice the, to get a video uh, feed. Looking up the, uh, the balls to, uh, to do, do it. Sometime. Hey, man. Because I've kind of got a Haven thing going on. It's like very thin on top, but with a ridiculous ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, own it. The other podcast, if you give it a... Ch- this one is... I, I give them a lot of credit for, or give this guy a lot of credit for, because... You have the AE podcast, which is the Attitude Era pay-per-views. This guy goes through every Raw oh my from God. the Attitude Era. But this is what's cool. It's the Raw It's um, Raw Attitude Era podcast is what it's called. Mm. This guy is great because he goes through in like 30 minutes. We'll break down the whole show. But he does it very quickly, broken down almost into one-liners. One-man pod? Yeah. Very digestible. Very Henry Henry Huge Pecs. There the, suplex, the suplex throwing human duplex. That's it. Thank you. Man, I'm ashamed. I did not know Rob. Dude, that's they need another big fat guy and just name two guys named the duplexes, and they're just like suplex machines. Martin, get on it. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll bulk up. <laughs> it's it's a very good show, and I just feel it's important because like I, I we are. I mean, again, we had a lot of you know um, podcasts that we looked up to that were like, mm. you know what, that, they inspired us to do this, and it's it's cool to to keep trying to plug other ones as well too that are just starting out. So. Listen to Gore Horseman and the Raw Attitude Era podcast are two very important ones. To go check out um, Martin. When is the next re- like your next piece going to be coming out? Um, the the time frame is very very loose at the moment. It's uh, as and when I can. I'm hoping to have something um, by the end of the week. Cool. Um, so. So we're on April 10th. Yeah, probably around about the 17th. There you go. Where can people find your pieces? Um, the best place now would be uh, 4crwrestling.com. 
um, under the column section because that's where that was the wrestling that was is uh, is going to go. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the tumbler's still there for any random musings or drafts, so, and that's bunny suicida.tumblr.com. Um, usually me moaning about video game related stuff because um, now I'm not in the industry anymore. I can kind of uh, say I can have an opinion and not worry about upsetting paymasters. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And, uh, tw- yeah, and there's the tweet Twitters, which we'll all get to at the end. Right, right, right. Um, anything else that you want to plug or talk about, Martin, that you're up to or that you're doing? Um, yeah, quick one, um, because if I don't, then um, the chevrist will kill me. Um, doing pop song reviews at unappreciatedscholars.com, because um, it's not all just wrestling with me. I am a fan of music. I am a fan of particularly pop records. Mm. I mean, I, I'm as metal as you like, but I, I do love a, a good, cheesy, stupid pop record. So I've got a series on there um, called The Unskippables. Um, which is just Mark Martin. Hold on. Go on. Give give give, give me an example. Like you well, said, like give, the, like a pop record. The first the first one was about Groovies in the Heart, which I maintain is a perfect song. Uh, indeed, delightful, de groovy. De, um, yes. yes, that's a good um, song. Downtown by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Whoa! Oh, I thought you meant uh, that. Yeah, I thought you meant Petula Clark. And also, <laughs> the the statement you made a little bit ago, as metal as you like, go ahead and reserve that for your metal pop cover album. That is fantastic, <laughs> right there, sir. Metal as you like. Metal uh, as you like. And then even going down to very dark things. I mean, a, a song called "Gun" by Emiliana Torini, which is actually about suicide. That's a pop song. <laughs> technically, yeah. Well, technically, one in the head. Pop. Oh. <laughs> Pop goes to um, heart. Yeah, and so that's unappreciatedscholars.com. It's just stuff on there. And it's just, the gimmick is that it's songs that um, I will one. never, ever skip. You know, if they come on in, in, say, shuffle or a random order, I'll not skip past those. I will have to listen to all four, five, six, seven minutes, however long they last. Good God. It's a long, long pop song. <laughs> it, it's a case of. Well, why? Monster. It must be doing something right for me to, to want to listen to it over and over again. Here's what I think, you know, here's why I like it. Not why you should like it. It's just more a personal, this is why I like something. Yeah. It's cool, man. Well, good. Good, good, good. That's So there's a lot of Martin out there. That's we're gonna, a lot. We're definitely going to have Martin back on a future um, hmm? show, well, on a future one of these. Like, a, It's got to be a big one, a significant one. We may have to pull it out for Survivor Series when this yeah. whole thing comes crashing down before our eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's Freddy, right. The most epic Freddy Blassie ever. Yes. Yeah, and the time and death is here. It's like, whoa, yeah. Freddy. Before I, because I, I will forget this, um, you, Unforgiven next, yeah? Yes. That's the one with the three Austin faces melded together as it glows. It is. Yes, it is. Please, God, try and trademark Server Austin. Oh, the, the, very the, the good. The demon redneck of the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> the you know, devil's favorite redneck. <laughs> it's gonna be. I will say one thing that's gonna be important with that show is we'll have to talk about the SmackDown from September 13th because that's it. This yeah. was the final pay per view pre 9 11. Well, that's yeah. the Raw before and then the the SmackDown after are huge because it's like there's such a di- difference in dichotomy the way things are presented. Right. The first public assembly. And yeah, yeah it's it's that that's something that is. It's not often talked about, and you feel like they would hang... You said this. This is something you feel like they would reference all the time. They don't. They don't. But 
the, 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 honestly, the most interesting thing I've ever heard about them talk about is Paul Heyman was on a podcast a few years ago where he talked about being at a hotel on the morning of uh, 9-11 and the, the way that that whole hallway was being, because it was all the wrestlers and Vince, like, being, like, right in front of the television and, like, he talked about the, just the chaos of that day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. I mean, we, you know, we, we won't... How about the obvious? We all know what happened that day, but like, you know, kind of talking about, you know, it, it was impactful in some way on the wrestling because it changes that card. I have no doubt that has a big change oh, yeah. on Kurt Angle it's and what Angle. his trajectory is. Um, but we're going to get into that next time. Um, I don't think there's, I don't think we have, I don't think there's anything else. Am I leaving well, we didn't give your guys a, in? We didn't give a rating, I guess, on the show. I would say it's like a seven. I'm about up there with you. I'm about yeah. a six. Um, seven, Martin? Yeah, same for me, I think. I'm about a 6.5. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Other does, than that. Do you have anything you need to plug or talk about? Um, just besides our normal stuff, I was on the Federation podcast for their Mucho Lucha right. spinoff, talking to Lucha Underground. So yeah. not just because I'm on it, like definitely check it out because Lucha Underground is a great show. Um, it's really fun. It's like the fun parts of wrestling without having to care about the backstage shenanigans. It's a great alternative. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love that show to bits. And it, it, and it just pisses me off that here in the UK we have to bootleg it. Yeah. Well, that's what we was talking about, too, is even in Canada, you can't even download it from iTunes because they, they won't sell it. They just started showing season one. And so they have to wait for that. Yeah, so, man. if I want to watch it, because I don't have it at the house, I have to pull it up on Daily Motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. I have to do too. Yeah. But, uh, you got anything, man? Anything to plug? No, not at, not at the moment. No. Cool. no just cool. this show. <laughs> well, um, next episode on the wrestling end is going to be Unforgiven 2001. For movies, for guys who like movies, that'll be the next episode of the podcast in general here is going to be Apollo 13. This is what we're going to be hitting up. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. So, those are the upcoming episodes for us. Uh, we are on podcast. Or we are on podcast. Yeah, yes. Podcast. Go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> we're on a Twitter at New Blood Pod. I'm at William Rinkin eighty three. I am at the Jason Kiesler. I am at CM underscore Stabs and Martin at Bunny Suicida B U N Y S U I C I D A. I'm turning into Jeff Jarrett. J double F. G double O double N double E. Gone. Yep. My hands. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, guys, it's been fun. Keep checking us out on iTunes and uh, however else you download your podcast. But if you are on iTunes, leave a little review. Leave a little uh, star rating of some kind. We are kind of in that what's hot. If you scroll about five minutes down. We're what's lukewarm? We're what's lukewarm. (laughs) So we're we're moving in the right direction. um, Turn it up a notch. We'll check you guys out next time. Apollo 13, movies for guys who like movies.